got outflanked on that, which is a good thing. But uh, but no, but I, I think that's part of the appeal of Trump. I think for some people is, oh, you know, he very much was against the war and like the whole deep state theory that he has warped into this awful thing. But it fed into, hey, you know, they did you know, the wars were bad. We were there, uh, you know, on the front lines. You know, we don't like the way it was handled. And, and this is part of their fuck you to Bush. You know, I mean, I, I really do that that, that element of. Uh, right-wing populism is like we need to be isolationist which is just absurd it's it's just it is an old school thought i mean 30 years ago that might be a viable thought it wasn't it wasn't then either but but, like yeah now it's definitely impossible dude there's people buying severed heads on the internet well i know like you can't we're global baby yeah yeah yeah. the 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 cliche you want to use the cats out of the bag or the (sighs) well you pandora's boxes you can buy a cat in a bag yeah i mean dark web So it's just... And you could pay a fucking weird Instagram influencer to fucking get it, let it out for you. It's just so... Uh, the emotional experience now, again, with my age getting older, the emotional experience... And, and I'm tied up into it, too. I have a minor online presence. I, I, I'm, I pay enough attention to it. But, not, but I'm not involved in it, obviously. But it, it is... It's, uh, it's really part of people's emotional life. Like, yeah. their, like their computer... Their online thing, that's it's all part of the discussion now. Well, the and that's why it's dudes like, and it's that's again why you know? what, the internet and all that shit. It's weird how Alex Jones, bringing it back to that, yeah. fucking the weird Michelle Obama conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's even why he thrives, but still talks about globalism. Like, dude, you're internet famous. That's the most yeah. globalist shit you could why, fucking possibly why do. It, it's, it's just... It, it, it's it's not when they say global. I think it means something else too. I think it, it's like they're talking about Jews. She's I, my lovely girlfriend informed me that they're talking about Jews. God, and it makes sense now. God, that is such a bizarre. Like you know them Jews, they got positions of power, and they're trying to make us do things that we wouldn't normally do. Those damn Jews, like Jesus and Christ, then, what's this anti-Semitism? So the internet, thing? and then I little, like that character. I just so did, the internet. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so the internet keeps shit going, but then also weirdly, every now and again, Alex Jones will be right about something. Wait. Alex Jones has been ahead of the game with this pedophilia <laughs> thing. Like that's the one constant in his like. You, he's he's been talking about people in the government fucking children for years. Back when he used to do it, I would be like, this is crazy. Like this is, and then you find out shit about Epstein, and you're like, "Huh? Well, there maybe ter- he got slipped a file that was yeah. true." <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I have, I think people of power have done that forever. Yeah. I think it was in the, it was Roman and times. Also in know, the '80s, there was is. a senator in Iowa. But the question you should ask is that, why? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, in the '80s, there was like a well-known dude from like a senator who got accused of like picking up boy young diddling kids. and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it happens. But so whatever. he probably that like, doesn't happen in corporate America. Yeah. You know, so, so what? The, the, the government you just apply it to everyone in the government. Yeah, it's all wrong. All of it's evil. Yeah. It's just like well, that gets it, YouTube views, man. It, it, it is. It is. That's insanity. That that conspiracy theory of the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah pedophiles, Satan worshiping blood drinkers is just crazy. Well, in that it sense, is just that's insane. what monetizing on YouTube created because. If people couldn't make money off YouTube, they wouldn't care how many views shit got. Yeah. But once you found out that you, if you get 200,000 views God. on something, you can make like $2,000. Like you just, oh, well, let's get a million views like you want. So then you're just like, well, let's say the most outrageous shit. Even a lot of YouTube what? videos, I mean, you'll see the title 
and you'll see like a screen cap of someone screaming and then you actually click the video and it's not that bad. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you just wanted me to click the video. Yeah. Like you just put some weird, insane title. Even yeah. some Alex Jones videos back in the day, you'd be like, you'd read it and it would be like, the Clintons want thermonuclear war. I have proof. And then you'd click on it and half of it would be him selling like bone broth. Well, exactly. That's the thing about it that's so disturbing. It's all these snake oil salesmen. Yeah. It gives another platform or a form or a medium for, for, for snake oil salesmen to just ply one their of, wares. One of the best what, moments. What value is it? Why one of is the it best, a value? One of the best moments. And I laughed hard when I realized how quickly full of shit Alex Jones was like on a dime. Like yeah. some comics can do crowd work. He's like full of shit. At the drop of a hat, he was taking a call because he would do live replies for yeah. his ads. Yeah. And some some lady called and was just like, yeah, I take your bone broth and I mm -hmm. give it to my son who's like, <laughs> he's got the autism and we eat it. And he seemed, it seems like it's working. Uh, like he's getting better cognitively. It seemed, and he just immediately caught it and was just like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, we do studies. And like, it, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, that's fucking tr like, like, yeah, he was truly lying. Yeah. Like yeah. of how quickly he absorbed what she said and was just like, well, yeah, we do that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is impressive. Well, he's also he's a he's a, I mean predatory, but impressive. Yeah, exactly. It's that snake oil salesman that this country's always had. We got one in the White House, man. I mean, it is a the con is amazing. See, and I think that's this why con I, is amazing, and that's why I think I always half enjoyed listening to shit like that because I wasn't falling for it. So once I realized I didn't buy it, yeah. I'm just like, well, I'm just gonna. This is just fun for me now. Well, yeah, but the problem is, is that what's just, I hear what you're saying for me, it's it's like, but, you know, there are people out there who are not strong minded well, yeah. enough, critical thinking enough to, to see, but realize, you need but enough of people like me to be able to abuse them for being stupid. <laughs> but then you're going to just piss them off. There's so much anger in the yeah. world, I feel like, you know what I mean? And trust me, I, I have been a cauldron, a seething cauldron of anger. John Wick probably I, thinks I, I, fucking I, <laughs> a lot of he believes conspiracy theories. John Wick is probably a conspiracy theory in this world. I mean, there, there are conspiracy. I mean, listen, you want to know one conspiracy theory? Uh, you know, this country developed a weapon that evaporated tens of thousands of people in an instant. And then now there's thousands of those pointed at each other. You know, that, that's not a conspiracy. That shit's real. You know, I think of what are the conditions that make that possible? World I, I, War I mean, Deuce. I mean, I, I think that the big and I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to feel high, huh? Crush is a stone, but, dude. <laughs> but it's just like, like the whole, uh, like what point we're at in history. And I consider myself relatively aware and educated and have read a lot. And like, I think about these issues and I don't quite know where it's all headed. It just seems to be this, honestly, it is, it's decline of Roman empire stuff to me. It has this real decline of Roman empire, which, which people have been predicting that about America for, I mean, they're, well, I mean, the, the decline of Western civilization, part one, was a documentary made about punk in 1980. They've been predicting the decline of Western civilization and the decline of America forever. And it has the capacity to bounce back. It does. Well, it's happening. But you know something? This time it feels different. Yeah. This time feels different. Well, the pandemic like kicked, it, kicked it off. Well, again, I... Because that's something that you don't... It's a... You know how they have the insurance policies where it's like act of God. So... We'll, yeah, yeah. Force majeure. This is an act of God. This is a life force majeure. Yeah. Where it's like... Normally, I mean, and that's what's fucked up even more about Republicans. They're trying to politicize something where it's like this isn't just like someone passed a law and it fucks something up and you could like this is a 
God did this shit, man, or whatever, yeah, 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 like yeah, whatever yeah. you believe, like this is an, a, this is something where it's us versus that. Like there should be no sides here. That's yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it, yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. You're right. It, it uh, it's just, you know, it, it's revealed again. That's another, that's a, probably the wildest conspiracy for COVID to me is right. there are some people who just legitimately think that nobody's died. That that hundred thousand, yeah. <laughs> that's just a made up number. God. You know how many people there are in the world? That's uh, you can just say a hundred thousand people yeah. died. That's yeah. believable. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it's. I don't know what to say to that mentality. Well, that's why that those conspiracy theories are tremendous yeah. because you honestly can't, unless you want to have an extreme argument, you can't. There's nothing you can combat that with. Because well, then you're because the only thing you can say is just like you're dumb, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's not. Intel. Even if you get like, if you fall to that, you're kind of like they're they won. Like that's why you yeah. almost have to. No, I know. You just have to back off sometimes because you're just like, well, if I tell him he's an idiot, then he won. Because then he's gonna be like, yeah, I approached someone with this theory and they couldn't handle it. They when just I, called me an idiot. When I was, you don't have yeah. the facts to combat what I'm saying. Well, yeah. When I was younger, and I used to feel like I had to defend my position all the time in my 20s in particular. I developed a very sharp tongue. You know, and I could be, you know, kind of cutting and mean, you know, I think, hey, babe, can you, babe, and, and, and I still have remnants of that. I, I have remnants of that still left, but it's just not the way to it's there comes a point where you just you, you got to pick and choose your battles. It's too much energy to do that. It's too much energy for me to be. I, I saw so much stupidity, what I thought was ignorance, you know, when I was in my 20s. That it used to eat me up and just piss me off, and I had so much anger, and I was like, "Well, this," and, and then I don't know. I just realized that it's it's too much energy to be. I mean, I still notice it, and I want to be around the people who aren't that way. You know, who do you surround yourself with? You know, do you have like decent people around? That's sort of the thing that I'm sort of more focused on now. Versus, I, I feel like I had to like fight every argument, and when if I someone didn't convince someone, it was a failing on my part or something. It's like, no, man, they're gonna think what they think, you know, and. It could be totally fucked up and wrong. It could be totally fucked up and wrong. But, you know, if, if you think you're going to change someone's mind, boy, they got to be willing to change. And if they're not willing to change, and most people on the right are not willing to change because they're wrought with fear. The fear is so epic in their soul. That's a good word. Rot's a good word. That, that, that they, can't, they can't get over that. It's just, they're just, they pawn off their stubbornness as strength. And they pawn off their hard-headedness. As like, and, like, and they get a spiteful boner out of making a snowflake melt. And it's just Dude, like. Ian McShane's the shit. He's great. He's great. He's Deadwood. so great. He was in Roots. He was in Roots, He's man. the head of the whole fucking cabal, like the assassin cabal that John Wick is a part of. He plays a good heavy. He was great oh, in, in Deadwood. Deadwood? He oh, was he's the best. Great in, in Deadwood. Swear Engine? Yeah. He was great in that. But anyway, I'm going off on that stuff, but just, uh, oh, you, know, fine. you know. You know what was fun? So I woke up this morning Spears okay, to man. go to work. Uh, oh, no. It's, I got a bunch of different kinds, too. Um, so I was on the bus going to work, and... I got on the back, like the back row. I yeah. love me a back row corner seat where oh, I could yeah. like pitch up against the window. I, I, it's a I, nice time. Yep, I, so I got that seat. And mo for the most part, yeah. even without COVID, people like to do the seat in between. But if it gets truly jammed, you let someone sit. Even with like with the pandemic, like people have yeah. just been like, if you're wearing a mask, you can sit next to somebody. Yeah. So this dude gets on and goes, tries to get on the back of the bus. And this lady... It was me, an empty seat, this lady, an empty seat, and then two Mexican dudes. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm only saying Mexican because they were aggressively speaking Spanish. They yeah. were having a great time. Yeah. Uh, 
and so this dude goes to like sit down on the back seat because I pulled my I had my bag on the empty seat and yeah. I pulled it up to get on my lap. Yeah. And when he goes to sit down, the lady puts both of her hands in the empty seats and like makes this weird face. Yeah. And then the guy sits down in another seat and kind of like gives her like a weird like, huh? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was an odd moment. Like yeah, I'm wearing yeah. a mask. Like he was masked. Yeah. He wasn't. There's there's really no reason you would be. Yeah. Concerned. Yeah. He wasn't coughing and sneezing no. and hacking. He was just wearing so a mask. So he just kind of was yeah. just like, huh. And she fucking, I only saw this. So she kind of gives him a look. And then she pulls out her phone and goes to hit the camera. Wow. She was waiting for him to explode. Like, and then, so I was like, huh, that's kind of fucked up that she would do that. That she yeah. would like, that people are just like ready with their cameras to yeah. catch a confrontation. Yeah, yeah, but then... Uh, some dude started yelling on the bus in the front because there's people yelling. Like if someone's not wearing yeah. a mask, someone will go, hey, hey put it on. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of bus enforcing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So that's happening. She pulls out the phone and tries to do that. Oh. Like this lady woke up ready to film some shit. God. And I just was like the whole ride. Anytime there was some sort of noise, she would secretly pull her phone out and hit that camera. And I, was, I sure almost wanted to be like, was, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Like, what do you think you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I literally think it's probably like, this is my way. It'll be a foot in the door. I'll go viral. And then I'll have this many no, followers. No, I just yeah. think she wanted, she wanted to catch confrontations and just probably just be like, look at this fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. It could be. The, like, yeah. just create Jesus. all sorts of online. People do that shit. Ugh. Just stir the pot. They'll just record someone. A third party will f- stumble upon a fist fight. And they'll start recording it, and then one of the dudes will yell something, and they'll fucking put it on Twitter, and then someone will find out who that person is, and then and then it's over. I know. It's it's just like I, I'm just, I'm hearing everything you're saying, and I'm just like God. It's just I don't know. It, 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 again, and I it, used it, to be it, all for putting a fight, dude. Bum yeah. fights used to be my favorite. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely. But now, yeah. but that was before. I almost thought it's the Roman Empire. I almost fucking thought declining, there was something dude. cool about the cool thing about the internet was that like there's kind of a responsibility. Like I'm watching two dudes fight right now. Yeah. On a fucking shaky handy cam. Like if I find out who they are, like keep it like I'm not going to go like you just kept quiet. You didn't care who they were or what they did for a living or like yeah. <laughs> they're hurting each other. Like he could give him a disease with his blood. And like, yeah, there are just so many things that people like in when you watch a, a fist fight. Now, there are so many other things that people see in it. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's or just I, this meant to have like, we got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, and somehow doing that online is going to solve that. You're going to figure it out online. You know, the Justice Department is out. like, and what's the point? That's why I, it should bizarre. be a game. There should be. Well, I've always said there should be five computers on on Earth and you should have to go on vacation to use them. Like that should be like, we're going to go use the Internet this year. That, that, that's not going to happen. Like get find out, get a notebook, all the shit you want to yeah. learn because we're going to be at the we're going to the Internet for a week. Yep. And you got a week on one of the five supercomputers and then we're going back to reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, it, it's back it's, to the what we are talking about. I just think again, this is not any great insight, and people have been predicting the decline of this country forever. But it just feels. But different not really. This time. I love the internet. It it, it, fe- <laughs> it just feels like uh, 
I mean, the fact that that gets filmed and put out there, and I guess it's just part of the experience now. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I hope people still have a bit of a moral compass. Well, but here's know? the thing, too. Sometimes so people cynical, sometimes you know? people do record some off-the-hook shit where it's just like, oh, that's dope that you caught that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah it's, it's, where, it's like, part- it's good. There are some times where you do, like, the George Floyd thing. Someone, Some yeah. third party was recording that. I fully understand that. I'm saying... I bet you second- people think that that's being an activist. They think that's being well, an activist. Well, the George Floyd thing, I could say, you yes, inadvertently that, were. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then people would go out thinking they're going to be Oh, an yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Not uh, even activists. I just think this lady wanted, she just was like, I'm going to cap. She wanted to be a part of some confrontation. And like, she just got yeah. off the second she saw, like, if someone gave me a weird look, I wouldn't think like, I'm going to film this motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that, that's your response. What, exactly. what could this lead to? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Cause an the odd second response. he sees that you're recording, it's going to escalate. It's yeah. not like someone's going to yeah. be like, Hey, gee golly, what are you doing? Like, yeah, well, I guess if what I, I already, would do, I would just, I would just ignore it. If I already you know? kind of don't like you and then I see that you're recording me, I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? Yeah. Like, are you serious right now? I'm not going to be cool about it. Yeah. There's a, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's that, yeah, that, that's the state of the world, man. That, that, that's what it is. You know, it's good. You know, so I respect that, Keith, that you go out and you're actually on the bus. You know, you I actually like the bus. You interact. I like the bus because it's shit like that. Yeah, exactly. You, you actually interact and you see a you see a, a, a slice of, of the city that people. Don't I have a see. recording on my phone of nine minutes of a dude. I'll even put it on the break of this episode. Yeah. It's one of the first bus rides I ever took. It was when the Dodgers were playing the Braves in the, the NLDS, the year they lost to the Red Sox in the World Series. So yeah. 18. Yep. And this dude got on and he just started talking about Waco. Like they knew what was going on. The government was preparing. Like he was like doing a sermon. Yeah. Like at first I thought he was just babbling. Yeah. And then like. He's going to the rhythm of the beeps for the stops, like a stop would beep and they would announce it and it would yeah. be like in between a word. Like, yeah, it got very rhythmic. Interesting. And like I, I caught it. He was two minutes in. I'm like, I got to record this fucking guy. It wasn't <laughs> on video. I just hit record yeah. and kept looking at whatever was on my phone. It was totally yeah. inconspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's going and going and going. And then he's getting into it. And then all of a sudden this dude gets off from the back. He goes to get off the bus because it was a one door. There was no side door. Yeah. So it's like he had to get off at the front. Yeah. And then he just shakes his head. He was just like, preach, brother. And then the homeless guy stops babbling chicken, looks at the guy and just goes, Dodgers tonight, man. And wow. then keeps babbling. And I was just like, oh, this guy's not crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> this guy got on with a plan. Yeah. A, a planned sermon. Yeah. And like, cause if you figure you say hi to someone who's babbling chicken, they're not even going to see you, but he immediately just broke was just like Dodgers tonight, man. Yeah. God. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. You, it you was see, one of the like, funniest things. I almost <laughs> laughed out loud because I'm just so enthralled and he just Dodgers tonight. man. <laughs> well, you get real again. You have to look for that in LA. I feel like, you know, you have to look for that. There's moments. Like and that. then later that week, some guy got on and had like a, an FBI badge. Yeah. And he was pointing it at the cameras. Yeah. And then he would get on his cell phone and use it like a walkie talkie and report shit. And I think he was reporting real crimes. Half of me wondered if he had been an FBI agent that legitimately is just like yep. frayed from all the truth he knows yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Fucking. No, he's just mentally ill. Or he's is he someone Ill. who wanted to be an FBI guy when he was 
like I was gonna say normal, but yeah. that's fucking. But like yeah, when, when, he was when he when he was like mentally bef- healthy before he had snapped. Yeah. So he just has that knowledge. Like so, part of me was just like, why does he know so much? Like, those are real. That's not random. Like he's really reporting like code, whatever the fuck. We gotta we gotta. He kept no. saying that people were impersonating FBI agents. Uh, no, that, that person is uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. That person is uh, deeply mentally But Ill. there was real information behind his paranoia. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that's part of the difficulty of yeah. dealing with it because they think it's the truth because there's actually some fact in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's Or maybe where, he yeah. had read some books at the library and yeah. was just like, this is what I learned about today. So fucking everybody's an FBI agent today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man, my brother had a mental break. Uh, uh, six years ago, I got to tell you that he had a mental break, man. Yeah, didn't you say that he thinks the mafia is running his town? Well, yeah, and I mean, and I think it's he might be right. The, he's right. I think he's right. He see, he's not. He's not wrong, but he uh, he didn't handle himself uh, well. Whatever, you know, he just shouldn't have gone to city council and made inflammatory liberal statements at a city council meeting where yeah. nobody knows you. Where nobody knows you. He did you. the opposite. You, you, you have to have a crew around you if you're going to do that. He did you know? the opposite of what that lady did when she went to fucking the Florida state, like the Florida neighborhood board yeah. and was just like, you're all going to hell. You're all speaking of the liberal devil. Yeah. You're, and she just fucking... And then she goes, the only... Uh, that was one of the same meetings where the lady was like, I don't wear a mask for the same reason. I don't wear underwear. Stuff's got to breathe. And then she just walked away, and I was like, that's the best. That's hilarious. <laughs> Things got to breathe. That, that's funny. Just sexual. But, but my point is, though, is he you know, he did that, and then he, uh, that night, he immediately started getting harassed by, like, the fire department, and neighbors were coming over, and uh, he had also, that coincided with him, like, quitting drinking cold turkey. And often when people have been drinking for a long time and they quit oh, did cold he turkey, fucking get like the fucking DTs yeah, and shit? Yeah, it had a mental component to it for him, you know? I'm going to go 180. We're putting blockers on. <laughs> it's just about what? like It's so, it's uh, John Cena and a bunch of other people are the parents and the kids are uh, going like, they're either going to a dance. Uh, yeah, they're going to a prom and they make the virginity pact and the parents find out. So they're going to cock block their fucking kids. Oh God. The, the, is this going to be fun for the family? How it's, is this one? You know pitched? what, dude? This movie's actually really funny. John Cena <laughs> kills it yeah. in this fucking movie. Uh, who knows? I, I, no, I'm I know. I saw it. <laughs> He's hilarious in it. Him and that Ike Barinholtz guy are really fucking funny in this. Cause it is a movie that you like when I put it, I'm like, this is going to be. So yeah. dumb. And it yeah. is, but it's funny. Like, look at him. Because he was like the... Because they all show what they were in high school, too. Like, he was the big fucking piece of shit in high school. <laughs> yeah. And, like, now he's the fucking most... He, he's the one who freaks out the most. Yeah. When, like, he finds out... Like, John Cena is the... He's... John Cena's the one... Who is like, no, we need to let them explore. Like, let's not ruin their night. And he's the big swole wrestler. Is that Hannibal? Yeah. Hannibal's in this? That's why I like the flip in this. So you see how he's like, you'd think he would be the one who's like, yeah, pussy, go get pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's the one who's just like, no, we need to stop this. And then big giant John Cena is the soft one who's like. Is, Is that Wahlberg? No, that's Ike Barinholtz. I can't even see, man. I literally can't see. Oh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then big wrestler John Cena is the one who's like, no, let's let them explore their bodies. Like he's trying to cock block them from cock blocking. Yeah. Okay. And that's like his comedic part. 
Because even when they confront the children, he's just like, we support you guys. We love you. Like, he's like a... He's like a, he's like the bitch character in this. Yes, I hear you. He's hilarious, though. <laughs> so yeah, man, I have not seen Blockers, but uh, let's give a little volume. Absolutely. All I know is this: you look amazing, and I would love to grab a quick pic. No, go stand with the other parents. That girl is like five foot tall. I'm not a normal parent. Just I. Holy shit, you invited Hunter? No, of course not. I haven't talked oh, to him that, since uh, he's been What's her name? Uh, he calls me all the time. Lisa Mann? Oh, is that, what's her name? Leslie, yeah, that's Judd Apatow's wife. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I can't hang out with him. I'll be guilty by association. No, I will never forgive him. Ever. Dick is dead to me. Hey, Hunter. Hey, man. What up? Hey, Laura. <laughs> did you have another daughter? <laughs> I did. Thank you. It's, it's fake laugh. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking. Dude, John Cena is the fucking pistachio elephant. Have you ever seen that commercial with the animated ele- elephant who oh, throws yeah. pistachios? Yeah, yeah. That's John Cena. Oh no, Cena. I respect Cena. So, did, didn't Cena like bitch about uh, about Trump and and, and and he had a oh yeah, what, Amer- Amer- but John Cena also goes through heartbreak on the internet. Like he broke up with Nikki Bella. And he started posting like heartbreak memes. Oh man! With like anime characters. Yeah. With oh. like a butterfly flying, like he and he even I think begged for her on Twitter. Uh, like I want you back ever. so much. He you acted like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Which uh, I found great. Yeah. Which because uh, you want to know why it hurts so much? Because I of course have done that in my life in my early years. Oh yeah. In my 20s, I've done that, but I, I leave it to DM. Yeah. You got to DM that. You See know. this guy? He's got his weird white guy bun. Yeah, we're working on our chemistry. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna get a napkin. That's cool. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that's Cena's daughter. Is, uh, yep. One shot to the groin, stab, and drag. I refuse to believe she couldn't do better than that loser. Oh, I think. <laughs> Look at it. Hannibal, no, get, Hannibal gets cast. In this. I'm not yeah. talking about Chad. I'm talking about Frank. What a dick. Frank does not seem like a dick to me. He seems like a nice guy. Well, you know is what? That, Don't blame Hannibal's Brenda. Character? Yeah. It's really hard being alone. Well, let's just agree to disagree on Frank. I heard the company. Okay, just be cool. I'm going <laughs> to talk about this tow truck company instantly. I guarantee you he's going to throw that shit in my face. Be cool, be cool, be cool. <clears throat> Brenda? Hunter? Frank? Lisa? What'd I do? I'm sorry, I don't know why I just said your name like that. This mm. is so nice. Thank you. That's Paul Shear's <laughs> wife. That's June Diane Raphael. Or June Diane Raphael, but she pronounces it Raphael, like a white person. I, it's just like... Are you going to let our daughter take Lyft to prom? Oh, that's his ex-wife. How'd you oh. pay for that limo, Hunter? So Frank is, know you know, he's mad that his wife married a black guy. Let's be clear. Oh, oh, oh that, that's sure. part of the She's thing, too? No, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm sure it is. Pay me back Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Restaurants? I, I think it's actually mom, progress that you cast Hannibal as the guy who is fucking the ex-wife. And he's mad about other stuff. Like he's mad yeah. that Hannibal's more successful than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to do that, man. Like make it, you know. Like it's basically saying that Hannibal Burris is playing a character that would otherwise be a white person. Like we're no. putting him in the position yeah. of snooty white guy who swoops in <laughs> on your fucking ex-wife. I want to hear his line. What's his line? How'd you come up with that name? It's very straightforward. Ooh. Wow. All right. Just stay. Honestly, hey. don't even engage. Okay. Hey. <laughs> He's like so passive the whole movie. I know. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of his thing. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. He was so bad when he first started. It's great. Who? Hannibal? Hannibal? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was weird. You know, 
He Go was back uh, to fucking what a what a we're going back on the 180 to Wick man Wick Wick two. Look at reunited them <laughs> exactly, yeah exactly. And you that, that's Chicago, right? Well, yeah, this is yeah. just Morpheus, not in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. But they're in Chicago, right? They're filming. I don't know. It looks like it is. That's bad for you. I don't think there's pigeon coops on the roof. No, nah, that's more you of an East Coast. You couldn't corral pigeon. Yeah, that's New York. Yeah, it's seven New York million thing. dollars. I know Damn. he. He lives in the burbs, wherever wherever the movie starts. He's got like a giant house. I think he lives in like Westchester or some bullshit. I, I love like the fantasy they're trying to tap into. You know what I they're mean? They're on a roof under a bridge. I don't think that's <laughs> geographically. No, no, that, 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 that's, in, uh, that's New York. Or maybe Pittsburgh. I need you to move me. Pittsburgh's got a bunch of uh, bridges. Get me to him. I need you to take me to a set. We're shooting the reboot of Bill and Ted. Begging me for help. Well, of course, John. Yes, John, whatever you'd like, John. You'd like We're going to remake our world chemistry world. from Matrix. They ain't remaking shit, dude. It never left. I know. <laughs> he looks like a Q-tip, dude. He's got the fucking fuzz. He looks so fuzzy. His daughter is a porn star. Fishburne's daughter? Yes. Wow. It's like Bernie Kosar's daughter. And Bernie Kosar's daughter is a porn star. Yeah, but Bernie's I just an actress. I don't yeah, know, but Bernie, Bernie Kosar is weird and like yeah. all about it. <laughs> like, like I get supporting your daughter, but yeah. he's like about it. Yeah, oh man, yeah. He was. I tell you what, I love Bernie Kosar. He you had don't a have to great fucking, arm. He had you don't a great have to, arm. He was a statue, and he could not move. You don't have to sell me shit. any further. And you know what I like? That he was like number eighty-seven at fucking Miami. <laughs> he played quarterback and was like number ninety-two. They beat Nebraska. They beat Nebraska in the nineteen eighty-three Orange Bowl, which at that time was a huge upset. I was fourteen years old. I was still young, but I remember realizing this is a big upset because Nebraska was a great college football team that year. They rolled. Everybody. They they played Penn State the opening game. Penn State, the defending national champion. They beat Penn State 44-6 to the first game of the season. They rolled from the outset. They had so much talent. If you watch, you look at their roster. I've been watching old games. I mean, they were loaded. They were a great team. And the fact that Miami and Florida beat them was like, I mean, it was a big upset, you know, but it was a success of Kosar. Kosar sliced their off. I mean, like college football did not have advanced passing back then. I mean, the, Miami and Florida was the first one to really integrate, I think, a truly good passing game. There were some other teams they were that all passed running some, wishbones. But, 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 but it wasn't dominant. And they showed you can actually win with that. And they beat, because they said Nebraska had really basic coverages and they could just pick them apart, throwing Stanley Shakespeare, I think, caught a touchdown pass in that game. The guy's name was Stanley Shakespeare. Every stone cold kill. <laughs> needs a scene where you're wearing a sick fucking robe <laughs> you're just back in your robe just chilling yeah and he's gonna and like i can kill in this robe i'm not barefoot like willis dude yeah I mean, hey a little development in my life man letting you know i uh, what I, i've been doing uh this pelican uh online pot delivery and uh you you're know, in it i made an extra 200 bucks this week man there you go you know from doing like from doing like six drives it's 33 bucks Here a drive. Here you go, Crow. You know? Oh, I saw parts of this today. This movie, I saw this at a drive-in. This movie is not funny. It was never funny <laughs> then, and it offends me now. And it, it was such a... They were trying to, like, copy Animal House. You can totally see the Animal House in this. Like, like the way they were trying to copy comedies. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I hated the Police Academy yes, series. Just like say, They're ham-handed jokes. See, but, and also, I think... Movies like they're the only reason they're showing this too is because it's one of the few cop things that makes cops look like straight buffoons. Yeah, yeah. Like you can yeah. probably show Super Troopers still, 
because that makes them fucking yeah. dumb. I mean, they come out on top in the end, but it's really just to save the highway patrol department. Yeah. Uh, ooh, secrets in the basement. <laughs> We've got They're secrets. not even in a basement. In a basement. We got <laughs> Dude, that look, does look not at that give fucking off fucking suit he's wearing. This doesn't man. give off the vibes of thriller at all. What's the dialogue? That's the scheme. Gone. If it looks anything like what is that? Uh this is this is my favorite wardrobe. It's echoing. They couldn't even soundproof the room. That's when you know they got someone's house and they were like, <laughs> You got an hour. Yeah, yeah. You basically have to make I'm it. I'm moving that time. in. You yep. need to shoot this. I'm going to pick up another box. Yeah. So can you shoot your scene while I'm gone? In the house? Yep. No garbage Fighting in. through those early years, man. You know? See, but the reason I like these movies is because this really does show you that. And I'm not even saying quality. I'm not, I'm not yeah. shit. Anybody can make a movie. If you follow through on everything and you can convince some psychopath to <laughs> yeah. give you like $20,000, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you yeah. can make this movie. <laughs> it's not hard. It's yeah. meticulous and it's annoying. And most yeah. people would probably give up a third of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fight through. You got to fight through. So, but you can do it, man. I watched on that fucking bounce network Christmas movie that I did background in <laughs> where I saw what the fucking production looked like yeah and then what the finished product was and i was just like wow like it did not look like a movie yeah yeah when we when were, you were doing on it. set yeah yeah exactly. it didn't even look like we were shooting a movie it looked like we were practicing shooting a movie <laughs> aside from the cameras like they would be shooting scenes and aside from the set tara reads in this Sharknado, oh, this is the OG, dude. She's like, yeah. Wow. Uh, this made this started it all. This kind of started the whole this monster mashed yeah, with yeah, this yeah, natural yeah. force. Which I think are pretty funny. Some of those are funny. I want to make these are the movies I want to make. <laughs> I, I'm already working something out about a monster in the lagoon at MacArthur Park. <laughs> you got to work with what you got. <laughs> yeah, you can do something there, man. Yeah, it's look at this, man. This is post-apocalyptic. This is the climactic battle scene. It's, oh, what's happened? It's over. You know, yeah, exactly. It's the end. We got Twister you know? next. Twister, man, that that was a fucking breakthrough. It's a great movie. Twister is um, one of my favorite movies of all time. No, so I, I, I've been doing this pot delivery, man. This Pelican, and I, I got on the app three weeks ago, and I had like a couple deliveries the first two weeks. They just launched it, and I'm one of the. I'm like, they have like three drivers, and they love me, so they're giving me all this. I, I did like a, a delivery today. Are they giving you the big ones? I, I, I got like forty five bucks today. And then I, I got fifty four on on Thursday. I made two hundred bucks this week. And I think that's enough to where you don't have to claim that, right? Yeah, I, I don't quite know how that works, but uh, they're they're getting the app figured out right now, you know. So, uh, but maybe they're just uh, testing me to see how good of a driver I am. I don't know, but anyway, it's because it, it's kind of it's got kinks. It doesn't work. Have that you been well. late at all? No, no, I, I get I go there right away. And I it's probably right within away. proximity. Like, well, it's, it's <clears> you a, don't have to drive far. What really. I've discovered, you're going to like Hawthorne. You're going to the hood some. <laughs> you're going to places where there's not a lot of dispensaries. Yeah, yeah. You're going in there. And so you're going to the hood. But it's you fucking, know what, too? A lot of people. Uh, my, my this girl I work with. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend buys weed at dispensaries and then just sells it. Like yeah. he'll he'll go buy an ounce from the dispensary, yep, and then just tax it and sell it to yep. his friends. Yeah, so I think a lot of people do that. Like you probably d d deliver to a lot of people that do that. I t yeah, it's like I mean today it was two hundred eighty eight bucks. It was like twenty four ounce. Like it was it was like a it was like I don't know what it was. It was a small package. 
It wasn't like Probably a big package. oils or like yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's like I think pretty high high THC content. Tinctured too. syringes. But, but I've had to go THC to THC syringes. I did go to Malibu on Thursday. I had to drop it off at a house in Malibu. Nice, you know, which was like I mean, it was pretty cool over there. It's was Malibu. it a big like Encino Man house? Uh, it, it was. It was close to the ocean. They're, they're nice homes there, you know. But it was like right on the ocean, right on the PCH, right off of it, which I always kind of thought. That part of L.A., like old, that's kind of a cool part of L.A. to me. I don't know. I like that area of L.A. The quality of the graphics of this look terrible on the <laughs> the YouTube video. Like it looks, it doubles how <laughs> shitty the graphics are. So this is a... Uh, this is a twister. Oh, this is twister? Yeah. It starts out young because Helen Hunt's character well, exactly. has to establish why she fucking wants to chase yeah. the dragon, man. Yeah, I remember this, this being a this, dramatic scene. This movie's great. Yeah, hey man, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this. Not like for real. Is Paxson in this? Uh, yeah, he's the main character. He's the extreme. Uh, I'm not saying this is like a true classic. I'm just saying as far as enjoyable shit. Yeah, that dog survives. Yeah, of course. It almost doesn't. Look at Young Hunt. Yep. I tell you what, she lives in Oklahoma, right? <clears throat> yep. I tell you what, man, I, I'm lucky living in the Midwest for as long as I have. You know, I'll be honest, dude. I have never, I've never seen a tornado. I've seen funnels. I, I never have. I yeah, wouldn't fuck living in Oklahoma, dude. Iowa gets a lot of tornadoes too in Missouri. Yeah. But like Oh yeah, Iowa does too. Iowa. See, upper Midwest gets some, but they're rare. Well, like I was they're telling her, rare. I until she told me about like San Antonio and all the places north and yeah. like and like outer edges. I thought all of Texas got like bombarded with tornadoes. And it's really yeah. only like Dallas. And, and north. north. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not West Texas. Because it's the not bottom south. of Tornado Alley dips yeah. into Texas. Yep. But Oklahoma is like it the gets whole fucking murdered. state. Yeah. It gets murdered. Like it's Norman, normal. Oklahoma, I think is statistically, you have the highest odds of seeing a tornado on earth. Yeah. In Norman, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Iowa gets a ton, man. Iowa gets a lot. That whole corridor, man, it, it just, because it, it's so flat and, and that air coming off of the Rockies is very dry and then it hits that Gulf, that Gulf moisture. It's like the perfect combination, you know? It's part of the reason why there's also a ton of. Uh, Look at the dog. They let it in. Yep. There we go. You got to let him in. It's dramatic. And this is how he dies. He gets sucked well, up. He, he, he holds onto the door like a fucking dummy. Yeah. Because they all survive. Like, the yep. fucking tornado rips the door off, and the dad goes flying. Yep. And they just, like, are there, chilling. Like, he could have just burrowed up with them. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah, people had fucking... You had to have these things, man. It was like... Crocious, you know what I'm saying? Just have your wife <laughs> weigh you guys down. You know what I'm saying? But no, but... but She's a big girl. <laughs> this is... I mean, this is... That's a great tornado shelter, though. Absolutely. That's a bomb-ass shelter. Well, I mean, I remember when I was young, when I was young. Did you guys have a bomb shelter? I, I wanted to have a bomb shelter. That's how afraid of nuclear war so I was. So you were legit afraid of it. I would oh, just, I would just use that. Petrified. I would just use the fear as an excuse to get a bomb shelter and then use it as like a clubhouse. <laughs> I remember, I mean, because those, those were popular. Oh, man. This is a good scene. Yeah, dude. Your watch is going to put, turn it up, buddy. That's a big scene. You know, yeah, that's man. dramatic. <laughs> the opening scene of Twister. Right. You know? I mean, this. I love the transition. It flashes. 
now. It's the future. Look, it's satellites, man. I mean, my God. Things have gotten so... That's clearly a cartoon. That literally looks like something out of Escape from L.A. It looks like something that, like, you know when you watch a... Something on the NASA channel and they yeah, show yeah, a graphic yeah. <laughs> of like a satellite approaching. Yeah. That's what that looks like. Yeah. Well, yeah. But but that was like so. Well, they obviously copied that. But it look. Oh, God. I love the, the clarification. Listen to this girl. She sets it up. Listen. Caps are already starting to break. All the models are forecasting lifted indices from minus six to minus ten. You know, if these cells keep building like this, there could be a record outbreak of tornadoes. This is going to be a long day. Set. There up. you go. Right now, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, that's we want it straightforward. We want it spoon fed. That's yeah. what ultimately the audience wants. No, this movie was very <laughs> successful. Oh, I, oh, I, I saw this movie in the theater. Critically, now that's why I, I hate. Sometimes Rotten Tomatoes, if if there's a a wide breadth enough of reviews, yeah, then you're like, okay, this is there's a consensus, yeah. But I mean, you could pick apart the plot holes and stuff, but this movie's fantastic. And if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it'll be like, this is one of the worst narratives you'll ever re- like, dude. Like, don't don't. <laughs> this is basically a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't yeah. have to take it so seriously. This is when Jamie Gertz was still trying to hold on. She's trying to make a comeback in this. Then she realized, oh, I'm going to marry a billionaire. Well, she made a she's comeback. A, she's a part owner of the of the Hawks, yep. I think. She made a comeback in the 2000s because she was on a show called Still Standing. Oh. Uh, it was about a family in Chicago. Well, she, yeah, she's from the North Shore. Uh, the, the Burbs. And yeah, it was just about this middle class family and all their fun, fun goings on. Well, but yeah. it was a really it was on for like five years. Yeah. Oh, no, she was. Well, her father ran the old improv. He, he owned the old improv no on shit. Well Street that closed in 1994. So she, there was a show business thing in there. But she grew up in a, in a... God, this was in Hunt was big, man. This uh, is right at the tail end of Mad About You, right? Or even no, I, During? I think it was During. I, th- I think this dovetailed to it. Like, her career really What's took off. What's the movie off. she did with Jack Nicholson? As well, good as well, it gets? As good as it gets. Which I think he won the Oscar I've for... I've never seen that movie. It's, it's a decent movie. Is it just like a drama? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's sort of interesting, quirky characters coming together. Greg Kinnear plays an openly gay character. Which oh, is a it's like bit, big. You know, you know, What's then, it about? Uh, it's about uh, Jack Nicholson is a, a neurotic writer. He's a neurotic writer. And him sort of, uh, it, it's basically part terms of endearment. If you ever saw ter- terms of endearment was definitely a, a part of Nicholson's career where it's him being kind of a cad. He's obsessive, compulsive, and... You know, whatever him dealing with this, you know, this woman. I guess Helen Hunt's in it, yeah. And then Kinnear is this artist, you know. So I don't know. Outside of that, Keith, that's what I remember about the plot, which is not very much. The THC is not allowing me to articulate. I the do remember plot him of winning as good an as Oscar, gets. But, but he won the Oscar for acting. So I remember thinking it was a good movie, but that was 21, 22 Dude, years. Class ago. Class <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't start that shit. <laughs> oh man, but this is also, you know, I mean. Seymour often could act. I was so shocked when I found out he was a junkie. He because he's one of those dudes where you didn't know he was a junk. Well, at the tail end, he kind of that's when he first told people he had gone to rehab in the past. Oh, he was young in his early 20s. Yeah, before he acted. Yeah. And then he stayed clean his whole career. And then doing that movie where he plays the diddler preacher. Yeah. He fucking he it like it did one of those ledger things I yeah. guess where like it fucked him up in the head getting yeah. in the character to where yeah. he needed 
And then, but I, until he's one of those guys where you didn't know he was a junkie until he died. Yeah. Like he overdosed on heroin and they were like, yeah, he had been doing heroin for like two years. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. He had, well, I know he was a junkie when he was young, like in his late teens, early twenties. And, uh, but he was, I, I guess a great, he, he went to the same high school as a woman named Liz Poyer, who used to be part of the elevated crew. Went to the same high school as him, not at the same time. And she took drama classes there. And the drama teacher was just like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the greatest student I've ever had. He's just, he was like the greatest actor, if you know? On behalf of Philip. You know, and, and, and he, he cast a legacy at her high school, you know, because he was that good. He was the cousin of my, uh, my, my best friend's uh, wife. Uh, and so he, like, first cousin. So they went and saw, like, True West. It was a Sam Shepard play. Well, I think it's a Sam Shepard play where Philip. Uh, I think we've brought up Sam Shepard a lot on this podcast. Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, and Phil and John C. Riley play the same character. And then they or they they flip characters at a, at a mid. Like they play one character in the first half and they flip and play the other character in the second half. So they they they, they switch roles. It's a two person play. And he went and saw that play. And was able to meet Philip Seymour Hoffman and R Riley afterwards and hang out. He said Riley was great. Couldn't be a nicer guy. He said Philip Seymour Hoffman was a. I mean, he was a drama queen. I mean, there was a lot of drama in his just his sort of behaviors and, you know, and just was pretty pretentious. He was not really a fan of his. But, you know, whatever. He's a fucking talent. You know what I mean? The guy's a, you know, he's an actor. You know, there's a certain. Uh, oh, man, they're showing Step Brothers all day. Step Brothers is great. It's a really funny movie. It's great. It, it, it captures memories of my youth of that era so fucking well. It's like, that's why I love it, you know, because I'm like, oh, holy shit, that, that same sort of reaction that I had. And, and like the things they liked was like what they liked when they were kids. <laughs> Ooh, is it the remake? We could break and then watch that. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah. That's no, cool. look, Death Wish. Oh, man. 2018. Oh, it's Death the remake. Okay. Okay. This, the 74 was just like, we don't like hippies. These liberal judges are letting well, everyone off. There will probably we need to be, pass laws. Uh, That's all it was. Did you see that? So, that fucking. Uh, I forget who's so going to be in it. Who the actor is? But it's called Unhinged. Oh, it's going to be fucking. Uh, oh, he played Rupert Murdoch. Fucking the British, the Australian guy. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Russell Crowe. Oh, Crow Crowe's playing him? Russell, no. Well, he played Rupert Murdoch already. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I or, no, he played Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. He played Roger he got Ailes. all fat and oh, stuff. Oh, God. So he's playing Ugh, this. What an awful human being. I saw a preview for this movie. Yeah. Uh, that, see, you got reacted like you even hate the movie. What? Was, I'm listening. I'm listening. No, no I'm no, just jokingly yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. just saying. Because there are some people, because that, that Bush movie, I guess, that. Uh, James Berlin. That old McKay made. Not the James, or the, the oh, Dick Cheney oh, 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 movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that's a good movie. I didn't see it. Well, there were good. some people that were like bummed that he made it because they were like, "Why are we still like making these good these movies about these like war criminals?" Basically. Yeah. Well, I think he's th he thinks he's going to be exposing them, maybe. But well, also I think from what I've heard in that movie, they do a lot of like all over the top like. I think they do like song numbers in it. Like in yeah. the movie, they like take the piss out of it as it goes. Like it's yeah. not taking it seriously at all. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of frame him as a dumb fuck. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But Russell Crowe's going to be in this completely different movie. I was uh, just. about Rupert Murdoch? I was just trying. No. I was okay. just trying to remember Russell oh, Crowe's oh, okay, name okay, okay. by saying that he played. <laughs> okay, okay. You hate him so much no, that you're sticking. Roger on Ailes. Yeah. Him. No, no, I hate Roger. You I couldn't get past once I said Roger Ailes. <laughs> yeah. you, the, it stopped. Like yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. I, you couldn't I, see past Roger Ailes. 
because I hate his guts so much. Because uh, he's responsible for what's going on. It's a on visual right medium, now. dear. Uh, but no, but go ahead. No, you, so he's going to be in this movie called Unhinged, where he basically plays a dude who, like, I forget, they kind of show you what the impetus is, but he, like, snaps one day and goes on a spree. It's falling down, basically. Yeah. Like, I kind of rolled my eyes when I heard it. I was like, this is falling down. Yeah. Like, at first, I was so into it because it's just Russell Crowe going on, like, a rampage. He's fucking yeah. yelling at people and fighting, and he's all fat and bearded. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, people just don't have respect anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those guys. He's just tired that people don't have respect anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which and is he's going on a rampage. <laughs> uh, so white, well, that's white complaint. That is a role that you cannot have a black guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or any person of color. Like, we're, you're a person of color. We're going to have you go on a rampage <laughs> with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I was like, this is just falling down. Yeah. Uh, oh, falling down. And I cannot stand Joel, Joel Shoemaker. If you watch it now, Falling it's very Down's dated. a good movie, though. It's very dated. Well, I like it because it's, it's good. The impetus of him snapping is traffic, and that a Diet Coke wasn't on sale. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, but then, but then, and but, that's what makes him snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I always thought that was so funny because it was just like not that big of a deal. You yeah. mean, or just like what? Well, because it was something so little. Like yeah. he's in traffic, and you clearly know there's like this guy's been wound up for a while. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes into the little bodega and buys the the pop or the soda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like regu- they charge him regular price, yep, and exactly. he's just like, no, it says whatever forty cents, and you're charging me fifty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fucking wrecks the store, and he, that's yeah. he just starts going on a rampage. And I just found that delightful. That like, <laughs> it was the can of soda. That's all it was. That, that put him that, over the that, edge. That all, that's all it takes. You know? But in this Russell Crowe movie, it seems like it's more of a deep like. Yeah. He probably sees a kid kick a dog or something like that. Or like. <laughs> no, hey, man. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. But you're right. I couldn't get over Ailes for a little bit. You there, really he couldn't was, get past it. Because I, he is so upsetting to me. Cause so I, you I, didn't I, see the movie about the women that like grouped up and outed him, you know, actually I did not. Which, it's a great movie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind checking out because he we was... both watched it. Cause we had both read that people were like down on it. Yeah. For like the same things. They were like, let's not like glorify. But then once you watch it and you find out it's about the, it's about exposing him as an asshole. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's why people didn't like it. Cause Megan, it, it like makes Megan Kelly look like a decent person. Which people don't want to believe. So well, you know, it's just like because she had said some despicable things course, on her shows. I'm sure she has. Uh, you know, and then they make like a there was like a group of women that they make into one character, just for time. Yeah, exactly. They, but it's a really good movie, and yeah. John Lithgow plays Roger Ailes. Oh, and there's well, Lithgow's scenes, great. Lithgow's a good actor. And there's scenes where totally he calls the women anchors into his office and he makes them like raise their skirt and show them their legs. Yeah. And every time they'll go, why do you need to see my legs? And he just goes, it's a visual medium, dear. Yeah. So anytime I hear Roger Ailes' name, I just go, it's a visual medium, dear. <laughs> yeah, he's because he's he is fundamental. <clears throat> he was British or some shit. No, too, no, right? no, no, oh, no, no. Rupert Murdoch is Australian. Rupert Murdoch is Australian. Exactly. But Roger Ailes was part of when Nixon became president in '68, and the right wing started to get their get their game on because they, they were reacting to what was going on with the Vietnam War and the protesters, and there was a lot of immediate things they did. But they had basically a room to teach political dirty tricks. Where like that's where Carl uh, Rove was there as a young man, as was Roger Ailes, as was I believe I believe Roger Stone was part of that too. Where you basically. You figured out how to make dirty tricks, part of your political dirty tricks, you know. And so, 
you know, and Ailes was whatever. He, I think, was more media savvy and he, whatever, he created you know, Fox News and it is, <laughs> it has just opened up the door for all the awful ones that are even worse than it. Fox News is appearing more normal now. I mean, that, that, what's that one network that they... OAN, the, yeah, the, Our America I mean, it's Now like, or whatever. It's the fourth most popular network. Well, it's because yeah. Trump hates that Fox News is even realizing that he's full of shit. Well, exactly. So now this, he like, through him tweeting about this news network, they've gotten like all their following. Uh, they, they and are, they're wild. They will yeah. do like conspiracies. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was, I'll talk about a conspiracy, but it's on the basis of knowing that it's complete bullshit. Y- yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. never have a news podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and talk <laughs> about, and, and talk about Michelle Obama being a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like a legit yeah. news network yeah. that would probably run a story about Michelle Obama's wind bulge. The mindset of the person that looks at that and says, that's, what I need. We need to have more of that going on. Is sick. There's so, something wrong. And with now, it. it's, since it's they know that Trump watches and will give them publicity if they oh. say nice things about him, they of like course. double down. Of Fox course. News at least tried to deny it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> they would at least be yeah. like, no, we're fucking fair yeah. and balanced. At yeah, least they yeah. were f- full of shit enough to like lie. Well, Chris Wallace fucking came after him. You know, I mean, he's come after him. I love him, his voice. You know, I mean, which is, I mean, when Fox News, because he is a clown, because he's fucked this whole thing up. You know, it, it's... Dude, I was listening to Sean Hannity's gross ass on something, Ugh. and he, I was laughing at him, though, because he was talking about, he was rep, he was talking about politics, and then he, li- he tries to liken everything to mixed martial arts, because he's like... <laughs> a big MMA guy and just the way he was describing it. He was like, I I've been doing it for 10 years, full contact. I know five different arts. Like he was trying to be macho. on like a comedy radio show where it was just like, dude, he just asked you what liberals you like. You don't have to fucking talk about how you fucking can wreck people. If, if it comes down to it, cause he was talking about the online mobs and about how they can say whatever they want online. But in real life, I'm not, and he was talking about how passive he is because Jim Norton was saying like, oh, you're very, like, what you are on the news is totally not what you are in real life. Like, I've met you a bunch of times and I know other, like, you're a very nice guy. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, if I haven't, like, I'm never going to fight. Like, he was just getting into the whole, like, ninja thing of like, if we have a disagreement, I'll shake your hand. I'll, but like. He was like, but I know eight different kinds of this. And I'm like, I was just like, I was laughing my dick off listening to him talk about how tough he was. (laughs) Like, I'm going to take out your trachea. You know, exactly. In that voice. (laughs) I would just love to see fucking Sean Hannity's turkey neck jiggle as he fucking did. (laughs) He, I tell you what, he probably could age the shit out of people. He has aged. I think he's aged with Trump. He's aged, man. He's, he's like boys. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's, uh, oh, I, well, they were early on. I know that. I mean, he's very much the voice. I think that's what tipped, uh, tipped him, Trump into hating Fox News because Hannity was the last one yeah, absolutely. who would like have him on the show. Yeah. And then he said, I don't even think what Hannity said about Trump was disparaging. I just think he disagreed with him one time. And Trump, that was enough for old Donnie to just be like, fuck, wow. fuck this network, fuck this guy. Fucking all up your cable packages to subscribe to the America News Network Man. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, isn't that? I mean, he's just gonna buy it and make it Trump Network. Well, exactly. He, I mean, yeah, if well, I was talking about this yesterday, and, and again, we're now almost in September. We only got a week left, a little over a week left in August. You know, and it's like, I think you're and, finally, and I've been I've been dreading September and October. I also think you're starting to see the effect of trump really not being able to do any more rallies because of the virus yeah it makes his rhetoric like you can see through it more 
because you don't have the crowd whooping. Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Even the small little press things he does, like it's just reporters. Yeah, like, there's no one. Yeah. So I I just think it's easier. To I see think what an idiot it's going to be harder for him. I think to sway people this time. Yeah. Like versus all the things I've talked about before about like him saying America's still bad, but he's been the president for the last four years. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's just the environment isn't made for him to like brainwash people yeah well yeah it's they're I, already brainwashed that covid's not real yeah yeah <laughs> you know i think you know i think you're raising a good point it, it is he, he's going back to his obviously the, try to do his his bag of tricks so he's kind of running out of steam i think because even the covid has affected him it's affect and then it, 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 it's affecting everyone and so it's even like, though he's not set for that or and not even though for that. yeah and even though russia and all the people are still fucking around on facebook i think at this point it's been four years of everybody finally realizing that most of the news on Facebook is probably hijacked by some sort of bot. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's not even working because he's probably still doing the whole like yeah. put fake stories on Facebook. Let's yeah. try and dig up dirt on people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think his bag of tricks. The fact is, is that he's not running against Hillary and Hillary was also truly that, hated. That's something that shows his lack of intelligence. Cool, you ruined the country over the last four years. You should have at least been thinking about new tactics to like, <laughs> if you've been putting, the day he became president, all he talked about was his reelection. Yeah, oh yeah, In yeah, this whole yeah. four years, you yes. didn't come up with a new fucking reelection strategy? <laughs> yeah, because you've been obsessed with it since day one. You know, yeah, it's, so I'm just curious, what does he have in the bag of tricks? You know, it's like, I mean, I wonder, I mean, this this convention, it'll be interesting to see what he says in this convention. I'll probably watch more of that than the Democrat one, because I, I just know, I just know, I'm, I mean, I know. Trump I read something that would interest you. Yeah. Uh, if Trump loses, they said he's probably going to lose the popular vote by a lot. This yeah, time. yeah, he will. And he said it'll be the first time since 1928 that the Republicans have lost six, more than six straight popular votes in a row elections in a row it's yeah. seven elections in a row that they have not won the popular well, vote th that's why and they're holding on to the fucking electoral but, that, but so the article hard. was even saying like at some point if it's seven elections in a row of you just playing the game yeah. like that doesn't put good faith in your in the republican voters like yeah if seven elections in a row you don't win the popular vote i think that kind of opens republicans eyes of just like Oh, we're not popular. Yeah. Like yeah, but, something isn't resonating. We, or at least. Yeah. Get they them don't to, think that yeah. way, man. I don't think they think that way. I think it's just like, no, we'll just, if we're organized and rallied enough, have a good enough ground game, we can still hold out against this fucking, these hordes. We can hold out against them. And it's just like, uh, cause you're, what you're saying is absolutely right. A thinking person just say, you know, we've been losing by millions of votes every time. And, but even, you know? and even and, if you won yeah, of just yeah. like, yeah, we won, but yeah, like, but you, you know, you, but the, no one likes us. So yeah, we're not going to be able to get anything done the, as much as we want. You know, so it's just it, it is the system is so broken. It is so uh, and people are so cynical about it. It's been so bought off by every fucking moneyed interest. I you know, you know special interest thing, but it's just when I worked in in 1989 for Common Cause, who's who's in their public interest group, the whole thing was just trying to get honorarium and, and get honorarium fees uh, out of people's uh, you know politicians' pockets. Like they get all these speaking fees, and they would get all these uh, PAC donations from different companies, basically telling them, hey, you know, you got to write this law in our favor. You know, obviously the money didn't, money really started to get opened up into the political system in the 80s. It was always there before. Don't think it wasn't. There's this new but dog. But it really opened up. So it's like 
ever since then, man, since the 80s, I'm telling you, it's just the law. There's no thought of the public good. It's just about what industry is going to profit the most. And it's just like, oh, that's how the regulation should be. It's like, no, there's got to be some sense of like, uh, you know, the common good here, you know, in the thought process. It's just that's just that needs to be sort people. I think people are thinking that, I think, you know, right now because because what we're going through. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's not popular enough. I don't know. I, it's suburban women, too. I keep saying that. <laughs> it's suburban women have to vote against him. You know, when I was talking yesterday with Danny and, uh, and Ange, and Ange was just like, and she's from McHenry County, and she's just like, don't, don't think that these suburban white women won't vote for Trump. Don't think that they won't vote for him. Because, like, the 2018 midterms, like, I mean, women really came out against him hard. And I kind of think the same thing's going to happen now. Well, and I think, I the, under, think the, same thing. the understated thing, too, is, I guess, and I didn't see the numbers, but I guess Trump, a lot of people still think he's good for the economy. <laughs> like, they say, like, I think 52% of Americans still say Trump would be better with the economy <laughs> than Joe Biden. Th- that That is one of the biggest fucking lies that they have perpetrated for so long. And because the Democrats are such colossal pussies they don't put out a stronger message and just they should immediately attack that i mean that this this whole notion, hey we're businessmen we know how to do business we know how it gets done you well, know that's what, you know it's just even like, like i talked about backfiring trump just said kamala harris was more liberal than bernie sanders <laughs> but but you know that's he's, categorically not true yeah but but it's but it, but but that also just goes into how do you define a liberal he can just change that it, it's like the level of lying going on here. And Here's how what to, I feel it's, like. It's crazy. I feel like he doesn't realize that the things you say about people, yeah, it makes Republicans not want to vote for Democrats. But that's not what. Yeah. That's not what your game is. Like you should be trying to get people to to on the left over to you. Like that's what politics is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole idea of yeah. playing to your base, I never understood. You yeah. should want it all. When you ran for class president, you wanted the whole class to vote for you. Yeah, but that that that's impossible. You didn't think like, well, if Daniel and fucking Katie vote for me, they're more popular, and they'll like, you know, that's how it works, man. You know, like the whole just play to our base. We'll just like, I'm just like, no, get everybody. Well, but but that's, I mean, that's even a- with certain TV shows, I like when like this wrestling show, I like they get like seven hundred thousand viewers every week, cool. which but that's a lot. But I'll be my whole thing is. They should want more like there because yeah. when they first started, they were like, well, we're, we, we only plan on getting 450,000 viewers. So 700,000 seems like a lot. Yeah, big success. But I'm just like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. You should yeah. want like two million people. Yeah, to yeah watch you should your ride show. that wave. Right. Like it. they're playing to their base. They're yeah. saying, well, these 700,000 people like our show. Yeah. And they don't care if we do something stupid yeah so we'll just keep doing stuff that's stupid because we got these same yep. seven hundred thousand people and i'm one of those seven hundred thousand. exactly and people. why wouldn't they think that too you know what i mean but why, like yeah. my mentality is like no you should be getting people who hate your show to like your show yeah but that's impossible it's impo- not impossible i think that's difficult so to like do. even when it's when you hear trump really say like, like kamala harris is more liberal like that's not how you get people to watch your show yeah. man. like that's <laughs> you're not doing it right yeah but he's again yeah i don't i mean there, the voter suppression is again. That is the main. It's one of the main things they're going to do, particularly in the South. Uh, I just don't know. Again, I think this COVID thing is. It's going to throw too many curveballs in their strategies too. You know, it's too much of a uh, of a wild card or a joker in the whole thing. You know, oh, so he they, releases pigeons. So it just, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I just, I don't think his tricks are going to work as good. But you know, you get out into fucking suburban America, let alone rural America, they fucking love him. 
You know, so it's it's and those are the areas where they'll probably let them have crowds of people. Yeah, it probably will. I mean, I'll be curious to see if he has crowds. You know, I mean, Herman Cain fucking died from his rally at Tulsa that we watched. He fucking died. You I know? guess people got because they had Sturgis. Yeah. The motorcycle rally. And I yeah. guess people got it from there. Of course. Oh, this is great. So he's realizing now that every assassin wants to kill him. Oh, shit. Because he fucking a I don't know if this is all over this. So there's like this assassin hotel in the movie where like all the assassins go and like work out their shit. Like if you're feuding with somebody, you go to this hotel and it's like a Amer- like fucking <laughs> that's you- kind of an interesting plot twist, you know? So when right. they sign in. You get this weird assassin money, like they hook you up. It's like this yeah. it's paradise basically. But the only rule is you cannot spill blood on the grounds of the hotel. Uh, and he fucking mercs a ton of people in the hotel. Oh yeah. And yeah. so they kick him out. So this movie ends with him being expelled from like the group of the assassins. The Kabbalah of assassins. Because he killed so he spilled blood. And he knows I gotta get the fuck out of and here. And now he's hearing all the because they all have like buzzers. So yeah. as he's walking, you just hear beep, 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 beep. And they're all looking at him. So they run away. And the third one is about his sister gets involved. <laughs> and it's about him trying to like, he takes on someone's debt to get his debt taken <laughs> off and like back in. It's a wild. They'd close it out good, though. Absolutely. Hey, man, hey, listen, it it worked. It worked. Yeah. Uh, I'm not against Wick. All right. You want to break yeah, out? And break, then we'll man. take yeah. a break. We'll be back on my podcast. Hello, Larry. Well, hello, Larry. All right. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're, We're back. Took a, took a little break. I had to charge my phone because the camera died. But we're back into it. We're going to do a little This Week in TV History. We're By watch- the way, this would not happen. At We're watching Death Wish. That is a zombie homeless guy. <laughs> that guy looks like a zombie. <laughs> it's also, he would not be there in Chicago. I, so, I, I, you know, listen, uh, I, I should be your... your, your your authentic Chicago guy. I, I would tell you where it should be. Bruce know? Willis's daughter has been shot through the head. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, they couldn't afford her for a long time. Yep, yep. So she, yeah, she made a, it was a short two week shoot and then she got shot. She got it? shot. They had her for a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, probably. They yeah. had Elizabeth yeah. Shue for a day. Yep, yep. May, may, maybe a couple days. Yeah. You know? Two weeks is this lady, is this younger actress laying like a vegetable. Is she basically, like, and she's like trying to like, uh, this is probably her, her best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Reading yeah. her poems. Yeah. I'm, we wrote down our dreams when we were younger and I'm reciting our, our dreams to her. <laughs> I tell you, what, I was going through a phase where I was interpreting my dreams, man. No you shit. Know? Yeah. I was, well, just, just recently I've been kind of looking at it, you know, like I've had a lot of, uh, I've had these dreams where I'm performing well, but it's been tough, which is, uh, I think that that is a, uh. Metaphor I have standard my, uh, bullshit dreams where, like, I'll be at high school or some fucking garbage. <laughs> it is always like I'm in high school, but I'm me now, 33 year old me. Oh, okay. But there's panic because I I'm I'm like gonna fail a class. Yeah. So like I'm on my way to class, and there's you know when you you feel the rush in your body, yeah. like I'm in a rush. Yeah. Like the feeling of being in a rush. Yes. I get that feeling. I get into the class. Everybody else is high school age. I'm not. And it's clear that I'm not doing well. Like yeah. we get all this work. Uh, one dream, the teacher said like, okay, open up your homework. And it was this stack of assignments that everybody had done and I hadn't. Like oh, it was just a bunch man. of blank yeah. ones. Yeah, exactly. 
But then all of a sudden, it's a nightmare. But then all of a sudden, I'll be like, wait a second. I'm 33. <laughs> like I yeah. clear, like not even of just like waking up, but in my dream, I'll realize like, well, I've made it to this age without like this clearly doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm an adult, so I'll just fail. Like who cares? I love that feeling when you're having a panic dream and you realize it's a panic dream. It's like right when you're waking up and you're just like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I can handle this. I, I know what I'm doing. It's, that's all this is. You know, it, does, it doesn't like bleed into your day. I bet you some people have a hard time with that. Quite often, dude, yeah. I wake up and I have legit, a legit wave of relief when I realize I will never have homework ever again. <laughs> I don't have to study. I do. I look at shit. Yeah. Yeah. I peruse, wiki, I peruse Wikipedia. Yeah. Man, I I, th- I used to have a nightmare. When I, I hated graduate school so much. I, I was so stressed out at graduate school. As I said before, I broke out in hives. I had hives. I've had awful things happen. I've never since had then. hives. I've had, I mean, my mom died. I mean, awful death. I mean, just awful things happened in my life since then. I was stalked. I, ne- I, I never had like, hives when I was stalked. I had hives in graduate school. That's how stressed out I was in grad school. God, it was a bad experience. And I, uh, uh, I was just thinking about, I used to have this nightmare, a recurring nightmare about two years after school when I was working at the city, first starting my job, my career. I used to have the dream that I'd fail the class and they were going to make me come back to the Ooh, University of Chicago and take the class over again. And I was just like, literally being like, no, like, I mean, just, I'm not going to go back. I mean, it was just loud, like bellowing. Like I, I did not like graduate school. I actually did okay in graduate school. You know, I, I mean, and I, I have to give it a begrudging respect because it absolutely disciplined my mind and made me focus and just made my mind a lot stronger. It just did. But God, what a, what a process to do that, you know? But it just shows your brain is like it's interacting with your thoughts, you know? It's, it's evolving in a certain way, you know? And there's no doubt that my, my capacity to think is just better as a result of graduate school. But I did not like it. It's a very tough experience. They had very high standards, uns, unspoken high standards. You know, hell yeah! I finally got it. I was trying to get it to fucking switch back and forth for Between people watching Death the Wish video, and, 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 and it kept defaulting to fucking Transformers. It kept defaulting <laughs> to TNT, so I had to do it. Those are cable problems. The, the shit like that is why people cut the cord. Yeah, when you fucking trying to get little meticulous programs on your remote, because <laughs> I'm trying to go back and forth between Twister and Death Wish, <laughs> which is on the fucking watershed, by the way. They're saying fuck in this oh, death wish. Oh, man, interesting. That's a USA Network. Yep, yep. It never hits the ground. Twist your cotton and suck it right up. Oh, honey, this is a tissue of lies. See, there was Telling another Jamie Gertz about the evil yeah, and she's getting stressed out, right? She's starting to... Yeah. They've already... I love this scene because they... Ooh, look at, look at Helen Hunt's fucking the nape of her neck. They showed, they showed the nape of her neck, man. Yeah. Well, that's also... That's PG it, you know, sexuality exactly, right there. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Why were men in the mid-90s wearing vests? I never... I remember my mom bought me a vest in 1994 and I was like, I am not going to wear a vest at all. That guy you know? looks like Ken Witzkel. <laughs> I, I once he's a, a fucking great actor. Oh yeah, that, that guy's been in everything. Absolutely, he's fucking awesome. It, it's it's the, oh, the there's fucking Cameron from uh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, he well, made a little yeah, comeback. He's in, in Alan Ruck. Well, he's in that fucking uh, Succession show. Wow, he, he's a known actor. The finger you know. of God. The finger of God. 
The whole. None of you have ever seen Niffle. Just one of us. She stared up into its anus. Dun, 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 Sucked her dad. When my that father was, was taken away fucking, from me. That was a lightning fast shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll still be beautiful. You'll still be beautiful. I'm a wise southern woman. Yeah. From Oklahoma, I got a, I got a western understanding of things. You know? She is. You know? He didn't keep his part of the bargain. This is cheesy. To spend his life pining for you and die miserable and alone. See, this is the parts of the movie where, like, you don't need this. Well, this is all, like, you know... What do they have? Is it Sarah McLaughlin? In the All background? you need, you could even mid-90s, leave it. Mid-90s, you know, uh, pre-Jewel. You could even leave it at the tension of this dude's ex-wife having to ride along with his new wife. Yeah. Like, you don't need the whole, like, she's, story of- she's, she's secretly upset about it. Like, you could just make her a badass tornado chaser who's just like, yeah, bring your fucking, it's bring your you know? new cow wife with us. But I don't, don't care. you want to have like a certain, uh, you know, backstory going on here? It adds to the, the backstory story. is she fucking, her dad got ripped out of a thing by a tornado yep. and she doesn't, she probably, that should be part of why she doesn't give a fuck about marriage. She's like, I'm chasing death, baby. <laughs> you know? And this is what's gonna happen with me. <laughs> I'm chasing death. I can't. They were put... just strumming along to an Oklahoma ballad. This is a Middle America boy. They were going for Middle America with this movie. Well, they probably shot it there. Yeah, exactly. Look at she's loading up all the fucking steaks that she killed. <laughs> she kills her own cows. That was a joke early on in the scene. Takes care of cows. Well, yeah, she's got Bye. good chow, right? Good to see you, Bill. Yeah, that they went out of their way to stop because yeah. when they get twisted up in the first tornado, because the tornadoes go in succession. The first tornado is an F one, the second yep. one's an F two. They get uh, bigger as they go. It works out. Oh, they there do you the go. Fujita scale because, as we established earlier, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a they, golden retriever. They get twisted up in the first twister, and that's when the two cow scene, when the truck gets yep. spun up in it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, fucking. Old boy's character, fucking uh, the f- Dusty, the fucking the dope addict, <laughs> oh, 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dusty, he's that's his Dusty. name in this. <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey, like, Dusty. <laughs> he mentions how close they are to the aunt's house, and she's just like, no, no. And then they all start chanting food. Exactly. Well, I guess he was also. Now let's food go back to actual too. death. Here we go. <laughs> He's living tough. No, this is Chicago, man. There we go. Is this UIC somewhere? The Tri Taylor District? District 30? I don't know. Probably. The Tri Taylor District. Look at you. You know what I mean? That's the Italian part of the city. That's where the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame is at, where you're greeted by a jersey of Vince Ferragamo when you walk in the front doors, you know? But, uh, a good restaurant down there closed. Fucking up. Uncle Hank from Breaking Bad. We're almost done with Breaking Bad. Oh. There's one line from Breaking Bad that I want to say every time I see him, but it would spoil it for her, so yeah. I can't say it. I just say it in my head. <laughs> I was saying that every time I see him, there's a line I want to say from the show out loud, but it'll yeah. spoil the show for you, so I always just say it in my li- in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it pretty good? I've never seen Breaking it. Bad is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what's good about it? Well, what's the... Uh... It's just one of those shows because it when it first starts out, it's so simple. It's just he's this fucking teacher who gets yeah. cancer 
and wants to make like he says, I need seven hundred and some thousand and change. Yep. To set my family right. But then along the way, you just get twisted up in all these fucking drug lords that he meets and he's good at it. And like yeah. it just twists every everyone who starts, like they all end up different people like as the seasons go on interesting it's just, and it's believable too like it's actually you, you oh, can see yeah. the arc the arc makes sense and it's and like why does the arc make sense you think because i don't even know if it makes sense they just do it well because you quickly you realize well this show's five years so yeah it can't just be him having cancer the whole time yeah exactly and then just the way they get out of it and into it and like there's several moments in the show where like why are you even still selling meth and then like something will happen and you're just like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like there are so many moments where it establishes how awful this guy is, but then something will happen where you're just like, he's awesome. Like it yeah. just tugs at all sorts of like emotions and like how you feel about certain stuff. Interesting. Like people get murdered and yeah. like it really it's there's it's like a moral, uh, like a morality tale. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, could to Albuquerque, man? It's. Well, you know, my brother still has a place. It's got a huge meth problem, oh, right? Oh, it, it is a tough town, man. It's a tough town. It's New Mexico is a poor state, and, and when you're there, because so there's you th- a lot of Native Americans. Well, you right? think it's indigenous folks. And it's a very Mexican too. Uh, as a white person, you feel like a minority there. You know, there's definitely a. I mean, there's definitely the. the my aunt lives in Rio Rancho, which is a suburb of Al- Albuquerque. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I've been to Rio Rancho. My my, my brother it's probably where the white people go. Well. In between Albuquerque and Santa Fe, that's where everyone basically lives. It's about 75 miles. And that part of New Mexico, naturally, very beautiful. But there's Rio these little towns. that far? Oh, no, but Rio, no, Rio Rancho oh. is right outside of Albuquerque. Yeah. Between Albuquerque and Santa Fe is 75 miles. And yeah. In, it, that's where all the people live in between it's those It's in between because you can get to both places quick. Yeah, and that's where everyone lives. When I went to know? Albuquerque to visit my aunt, my uncle Dean, who is dead now, also was missing his index finger. That's how I knew him as a kid. The uncle missing the finger. <laughs> uh, he had a 57 Chevy that oh, he yeah. would ride around. Also, the neighborhood they lived in, they don't have like sidewalks. It's all like rock architecture and yeah. cactuses in the yeah. yard, like the subdivision. So you have to walk in the street. Like yeah. there's no sidewalks. Yeah. Um, I went to an Albuquerque Dukes game. Oh, yeah. Which was the Dodgers Triple A. Exactly. They were Raul Mondesi was on the team. Yeah. I looked up that roster. I guess they won a bunch of fucking Pacific Coast League championships. Like the team I saw, I guess, was this fucking awesome team. Paul Canerco was in the Dodgers yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Paul, Paul Canerco was a very good baseball player, man. Very good baseball player, you know. But anyway, man, uh, with... Uh, let me get up this week in uh, TV history with with, with, uh, with Albuquerque. It, it is just a it's a rough town, man. It, it just there's a lot of uh, there's just a it just it's a lot of drug violence there. There's a lot of gang issues there, you know. So it, it just um, it's rough. It's rough around the edges, you know. Rough around uh, you know, the, the edges. They also like whenever they build a new subdivision out there, like oh, we're gonna build twenty five new homes over here, and they go into a field. They dig up bodies all the time, man. Oh, like, dude, I've always like there's, said. There's boneyards out there and shit, you know, where people get all, and like, I mean like, oh, six people were killed. You know what I mean? Like major death. I've always know? said if you drain the Chicago River, it will just be half bodies <laughs> of just people who got drunk and fell in and no one ever gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. So the, he's just where he goes to buy a gun, right? Oh, yeah, they're doing it he, slow. He, he, it's a slow burn. 
You see, these gun people, they ain't so bad. They're not a bunch of right-wing nuts. That's why I like this movie, you know? The liberal media tries to play these gun nuts. Like they're all just fucking a bunch of crazies, right. you know? So while we... They're okay. <laughs> you know, that the right-wing guy defending it. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> well, that's the problem, too, is the people who are annoying like that, those probably are the responsible gun owners, and that's yeah, why it's yeah. annoying, because it's like, you don't have to be this upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can still be a gun advocate and still acknowledge that it's easy for a complete psychopath yeah, to, to buy kill, a fucking yeah, gun. Yeah, 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 to kill 25 people. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't have to defend how safe you are yeah. every time gun issues are brought up. No, I know. I'm but, not talking to you. It was like how I felt about anytime someone would, like, talk about how, like, dude comics, men this, white men that. I always got so defensive. Yeah. And I still have to fight it. Yeah. And then someone told me, they were like, they're not talking about you. Yeah. Like, you know, you're a good guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. makes you, it just comes off bad when you're immediately like, well, it's not all guys. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they know they're not complaining about you. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're you're just right. complaining. It's also, it's, you know, you got, look at that. It's a beautiful city. There it is. The bridges. There is Nuveen. <laughs> There's that green building. Look at him. That's fucking Victor from Cleo's <laughs> on the table. <laughs> He's going to question a man. Oh, oh he, he saw the gun. He's going to question him a little bit. You know, yep. Oh, he kicked, oh, he's going to save him. He's going to save him so he can question him. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. save you so I could stick my thumb in your fucking wound. He, he leaves with the gun. question you. You know. So we got this week in television history. I'm going to start with the 18th. Uh, it's not all. We're just going through it. Sure. It's a fun little. So we got 1926 weather map televised for the first time. Wow. That had to be just like paper oh yeah yeah or, or some weird board like a chalkboard maybe or something you know I and mean, then i'm sure it was all out of focus 1958 there. actress betsy palmer joins today show panel hmm. 1958 tv game show scandal starts or the investigation starts oh, oh for for a 21 yes for, for the movie quiz show was based on it? that was like a 90 yep. mid 90s drama by robert redford you know showing capitalism and exposing it you know and how they're just, you know, and how the media is all and, related to it. Oh, yeah. And then See, he's a surgeon with the gun and he's a surgeon when he's a surgeon. Yeah. Look at you him. <laughs> he's precise. Nice split screen, man. There you go, man. This is my homage to fucking De Palma, man. We're going to have a split screen. De Palma. Look at that. Loved his split screen. We're, we're on split screen right now. Don't hate you on know? it. I am. Absolutely, man. Uh, WCBS radio in New York City goes all news. So 67, that's when that happened. Huh. That wasn't too far away from you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was born You in were almost there for those fucking Amos and Andy type bullshit yeah, shows. Yeah, you know. But the, they were more developed. It would have been like, yeah. it, you probably could have had something like Mork and Mindy, but like a radio show. <laughs> you were three years away from Mork and Mindy, the radio show. <laughs> well, it, it was late 70s TV. Like it definitely was. It had changed. It was the era of the sitcom. But that always the sitcom was shit like in the that 70s. would blow my mind as a King. kid. Doesn't that kind of like it? I feel like that's kind of wild. Like what? What? That, you what? were only ten years off of like legit radio programs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. you were yeah. born. Like that's when you're born in the cusp of truly in the cusp of an era of, of, of a change. Absolutely. Yeah. Of a change of a turn. Absolutely. Like you came to be. When like a change in the world happened. Well, th th that was very much because of, again, the response to Vietnam and the civil rights movement and the feminist movement and, and the backlash against that. 
I mean, there was a real. I mean, shit. Your parents were both intellectuals. They probably conceived you because no, they were both. No, no, they no. were my, both. My father was not an intellectual. They were both me. probably all horned up listening to the all news <laughs> New York City. My and mom being was like, not an intellectual either. Let's create. You know? Let's bring someone into this world where there's news 24-7 now. <laughs> Strip me naked, Mr. Crocious. No, God, I don't even, oh, God, I don't want to think about that. It, it, it just, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, well, they just had kids. That's what you did at that time. Oh, yeah. And, and then my mom had, a, had an awakening. She Second wave feminism took her over, and she realized she was unhappy in her marriage, and she left it, which was a big deal. That you want to know my she favorite? She got divorced in 77, which was a big deal. That, that was like early divorce in my family. When she got divorced, four other people got divorced right afterwards. She was the trailblazer because they were afraid of the, of the family shame they would get for getting divorced. Now, that was a big thing to deal with. My mom was the first one to, to just say, fuck it with the family shame. I'm not happy. You so know? check this out. Which was That was so, a unique thing. Women didn't do that, man. You know. So uh, I went back. Most women. August 17th, 1908. Uh, Harry Leon Wilson, uh, Man from Home premieres in New York. It's a play. Here's who it was written by: Harry Leon Wilson and Booth Tarkington. Booth Tarkington. Yeah. Wow, that's playwright a- <laughs> Booth Part Tarkington. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's what so a great. name. The next time you check into a hotel, you have to check in as Booth, <laughs> Booth Tarkington. Tarkington. <laughs> that's gonna be my fake name for everything. <laughs> What's your name, Mister Tarkington? Booth Tarkington. Well, was there a football player named Tarkington? Yeah. That, what I'm if a, What if that is Fran Tarkington's fucking like great uncle or something, or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Booth. Well, Tar- Fran Tarkenden was a bit of a snake oil sale. Fran Tarkenden was enough of a name, Keith, after he retired. He hosted a That's Incredible. with, uh, with uh, It was kind of a competition with uh, real people. It was like people doing stunts and stuff. John Davidson was on that. And I think it was a, who was the Crosby? There was a, uh, there was a woman on it, too. I can't think of her name. And then, and then it was Fran Tarkenden. And that show was on for like three or four years. Like He had a TV show. Here's Fran Tarkenden was a, a, part of that, a part of that show. A perfect time period of my mind. Whenever I hear Tarkington... Yeah. I think of Torkelsons because of the. Sh- do you remember the show that Torkelsons? Yeah, I do actually. About yes. a nerd family. Yeah. Like a nerd sitcom. And do you know what else I think about when I hear that? For some reason, because it because I think of the Torkelsons, yeah. which makes me. Do you remember the movie with Ed Bagley Jr. and Christina Applegate, where they're fucking ants? They're an ant family. Man, oh yeah, I the think Applegates. I... It's called. Wow, they're... I have a faint, faint memory of that, dude. A fun fact about me, I love Ed Bagley Jr. Really? He's one of my favorites. You, it, I love him so much, I watched his dad's garbage fucking horror movies. Did, did, did you ever watch, uh, did you watch Ed Bagley in uh, St. Elsewhere? He's St. Elsewhere, no. I remember him from, because that's when Denzel, one of Denzel's first Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel was in that, but also, he. Uh, got, yeah, what else was he in at that same time? He was As you Transylvania 65,000. You know, he was As you think about that project, and also in 1908, Project in Paris of the very first animated cartoon, Fantasma Joie, realized by Emile Cole. Wow. Fantasma Joie. Can you imagine doing that, man? Can you imagine? You Dude, know it I mean? like, probably. Here's, I mean, animation must And you want to know here, why we always argue about this? Here's my modern brain. My f- first thought was it was probably pure garbage. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it was just. But you just, I got to open myself yeah. up to the historical fact of it. It was probably 30 seconds long. Try the same, you know? the same argument I'd make with people about birth of a nation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come you on, just got to open yourself bad. up to the history of it. This is the first, first motion picture we're talking about, guys. I, I guess Lenin was a huge fan of birth of a nation because he thought it like represented the movement of people. 
Like he was totally into it. Like he, you know. Also, when I was a kid, younger, I was sold on the idea that because D.W. Griffith was like a big, oh, I think he was innovator. A big yeah. But I always thought he wasn't like racist at all. Like I thought he just made the movie almost as a not racist person. Oh, <laughs> like as a. But I heard he totally like loved the book it was based on. Like yeah, he I, was kind of a racist. Oh, he was an absolute guy. racist. Yeah, yeah. But he also invented like the fucking focus shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, it's, I know. It's well, you know, it's. Listen, there's a lot of fucking, you know. He lit- and then didn't he, I think he created like acting unions and uh, shit. Uh, didn't he create SAG or uh, some uh, bullshit? Uh, every, I don't know about that, but I mean, every, you know, listen, everyone was racist back then, man. Oh, yeah. That's just what it was. All right, man. we got a big mean, one was- here. We got a big one on August 19th. 19th, well, that was boring. Ninth Venice Film Festival opens. That's boring. ABC in 1950, ABC began Saturday morning kid shows, animated oh. clinic and acrobat ranch. Those sounded bad. Well, they had a uh, they Disney had, had a big ABC used to be like the dog shit network. CBS and NBC were the main competition. NBC's number one. And, and ABC came in, and they were like it was looked down upon. Uh, but but that's when uh, uh Disney realized, oh yeah, I can film some of my Disney stuff on this. And he owned well, those Disney movies in the got 50s. popular off the Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, on yeah, ABC, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And he very those much garbage were like you have an animated seal with a real kid. Yeah, yeah. Which I, when I was a kid, I loved those. That was my Incredible first Incredible Mr. Limpet. I mean, I, I remember seeing like the the what, what, what was what was the animation I saw back then that I loved? It was like a Robin. There was a Robin Hood one. It was like a they were two foxes. I remember being really aroused by the <laughs> really aroused. But by, by, by the by the female fox when I was like five years old. That's great. <laughs> They'd be like, "Wow, she's was I really ever? cute. Look at her face." I was Look at the her only smile. cartoons I was ever turned on by were like sexualized cartoons, like Barbarella and shit. God. Oh, and, is this Death Wish? Yes. Oh, so he takes care of business here, right? Oh yeah, dude. Look at him, dude. He's gunned down like nine people. Oh, he's gonna run him right the fuck over. Yep. He fucking. Oh took- nope. Ooh, he got shot through the hand. His surgical hand. That's my knife hand. So this also makes him realize I got to be a full-time vigilante man. 1978 on August 19th, 422 die in an arson fire at a movie theater in Iran. Wow. Wow. 78 is probably when it started getting radicalized. Oh, yeah. 77, 78. It was like really starting to fall apart. I mean, people, the Shah of Iran is a true bastard. Like when you look at in the pantheon of kind of dictators, sort of royalty dictator. I mean, it's he's. He was a true bastard. True bastard. Uh, 1980, Willie Russell's Prey, Educating Rita, premieres in London, starring Julie Walters. What year? 1980. 1991, uh, another Miss Teen USA, another Comic-Con. A lot of comic book conventions. In the 80s? No, it's because it's August, because we're looking in August, and that's when the San Diego Comic-Con happens. Yep. So in every week, if you've noticed, every time we do this, the San Diego Comic-Con comes up in one way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 1930, Dumont's first TV broadcast for home reception. 1930? Yeah. So like the first TV broadcast for everybody that wasn't just like close second and stuff like that. It, 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 it wasn't you got to tune into the wire or it, something like that. It, it wasn't Hitler being like you know, yeah. speaking at, uh, at the Berlin Olympics. In 36? All right. Well, he died, right? He died right there. You just saw him die. Oh, yeah. He put one right through his throat. So uh, he f- he found the guys who killed his wife. Right? How, do you, how do you find them? Do you know? He probably, uh, I could look on Wikipedia. Well, I, it's, okay. it's okay. But yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure 
he saved the dude that came in because he saw the gun drop. That's why he kicked it. Because if I feel like if a doctor sees a gun, you can't operate on him. You probably have to like keep him. So he kicks the gun probably yeah. to keep it so he can have it as his gun. But I'm thinking he saved the dude and then because he's a criminal, interrogated him and f- figure something out. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. What stop are they at? There? It's always some like loop stop. That looks like a brown, brown line, line stop. That, that uh, I took Randolph for years. and and that's that's a green brown line stop yeah. downtown. It yeah. said uh, I used to Randolph and Wa- Wabash. Yeah, that's where I used to get on and get off all the time. That's where I did when I when I worked at Ida. Jesus. Uh, let's see. Walt Disney's animated movie Bambi, based on the book, is released in 1942. That happened this week in 1942. I I, I like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as a kid. I liked that. And then we've come Disney animation. That was my Disney animation. Come to it today, 1932. BBC begins experimental regular TV broadcasts. Huh. Wow. And then because this comes out on a Sunday, uh, 1919. August 23rd, Gasoline Alley cartoon strip premieres in the Chicago Tribune. Gasoline Alley. Uh, That's where we're giving gas to the politicians. (laughs) The whole, like, I mean. They blow gas at us. We're going to blow gas at them and the funnies. The funnies were huge. You know, I never liked the funny papers. I was a sports section kid. I liked I went to the sports section first. I I liked reading the. the, Me too. But, But the funnies were the separation between the car advertisements and the crossword puzzles. It yeah. went, the middle of the newspaper is all used car fucking, yep. and fucking Target books. Yeah. And then it's crossword puzzles and comic strips. And then it's the stats. It's the fucking yeah. obscure stats, like Premier League yeah. and MLS. And then yes. it's the next page is like baseball standings. Yeah. And yeah. like this, the big, the sports they want you to care about. What I used to like when I was a kid, like in the late 70s, Every Sunday paper, they would have like the, the league leaders in hitting that have them all in line. And like the, you could see the guy who was batting 213 or the guy batting 330, you know, and then they had like the team batting averages and team ERAs and stuff. These were the these were the fundamental this is before our zone. This is before on base percentage was just becoming a stat back then. This is before slugging percentage. I mean, all the metrics now are definitely it's a more advanced way of analyzing it, you know, but Back then, the Sunday paper, and, and I would do basic math calculations. I think it's why I actually was okay at math, even though I was not good at math for a while. But I discovered with math, if I actually worked hard at it, I just did better at it. That's all it was. It, that, that's all it took, you know? Uh, also, uh, The Big Sleep premiered in 1946 this week. Yeah. The original the, Big Sleep. Yeah. Who, who was in the original? Humphrey origi- Bogart. Yeah, exa- yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Interesting. Ooh, I can go back on that. I didn't realize they had it all down. They got other shit. Well, you know what people said? People say that uh, Bogart or, or Bruce Willis is the Bogart of this generation. It was Humphrey Bogart an asshole? <laughs> well, no, just like, uh, I don't know. There was a certain regular everyman quality to Do you remember Bogart? this at all? 1980, Linda Ronstadt opens in Paradise of Penzance on Broadway. Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember that, that, that being a big play. That being a big play. That happened Pirates this week pa- pa- in 1980. Yeah. I, I remember that they were on like Saturday Night Live a couple of times. I didn't like it. I, I didn't get it. I wanted to see John Belushi be funny and I wanted to see Dan Aykroyd do his characters. You know, I mean. Well, you were 10. Exactly. That, that, that was that was you were hip, boy. You were hip. You know? This week in 2018. And this will be good transition into politics. This week in television, 2018, Rudy Giuliani, U.S. President Donald Trump's lawyer, claims in an interview with NBC's Chuck Todd that truth isn't truth. 
Jesus. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, they're trying to, you know, there's like a new morality they're trying to create or a new sort of language. You know, it's it's uh it's uh it's kind of evil. I uh I, I don't agree with it. I think it's a bad play, uh, you know, but it works for some people. So I I, I don't know what's gonna happen on the back end of this. There's he's going down, there's more of Lakeshore, and there's Love and marriage. There's the <laughs> oh, that is that isn't Buckingham Fountain done? Yeah, no, no, it's still around. Or they you know? sold it or some bullshit? No, I, I think it, no, I I think it's still part of the city still. But like they used to have it on. Like, isn't it? I feel like they don't have it on as much. I I, well, I don't know, man. I don't my live uncle, there anymore, man. My uncle used know. to take us there as a kid all the time. That was like a destination. Yeah, we'd go to Buckingham Fountain. It was a big Christmas time thing. Yeah, we'd go to Buckingham Fountain because they would have lights shining through it. Yeah. And then we would walk down like the Michigan Avenue area and window shop at all the stores. Yeah. And because back then they had giant, it was almost like a mini New York where they'd have the big window displays. Absolutely. The big American girl mansion window displays. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Oh, I'm where sure. I mean, that it was, was like, al- yeah. it was almost a gift looking at the shit. Yeah. Like yeah. you felt like this is awesome. Yeah. Christmas absolutely. used to rule, dude. Yeah. We used to go, there used to be this house <laughs> in the suburbs. It was this neighborhood of giant, yeah. like, Four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar houses, mansions, which in yep. the suburbs is like oh, a it's fucking huge. yeah, yeah. You you got money. They would cover their houses in lights. Yeah, and multiple towns would come park outside this one house and watch it light up. Yeah, and like we would go applaud every year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then a street on our neighborhood, it was like a th- understanding that at Christmas every house on that street goes overboard with lights. Yeah, and it was like an attraction. Yeah, is it this got a young to be Bruno Mars. I can't tell. Man. Yeah, it... <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know anything. <laughs> but no, but no, yeah, it, it, I was. I mean, when when did you get like? When did you know? When did you realize Christmas was? You know, when Santa wasn't. Re- I've never believed in Santa Claus. But no, but like Christmas wasn't Christmas. Yeah, when did you like the kid part of Christmas began to sort of fade off? Oh, when we away. turn eight. When we turned eighteen, they my family straight up said like you're not getting presents anymore. Like presents are for children and like you're a grown up now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to still, we get money, we get money and stuff, but they do like, there's no, if I would have went to my family and said, can I get a $2,000 laptop for my birthday? They would look at me like, what are you fucking 12? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Fucking you save your paycheck and you buy your laptop. We'll give you some money for it for your birthday. But why tell this story before? But when I was young, 10, 11, 12 years old, my family had a business selling these Norwegian pastries, rosettes. And I used to work on the weekends, you know, and we'd sell rosettes at these like, you know, basically it was like these art festivals and stuff. And at a low, like literally we had to pay a couple hundred bucks to get into it. And we'd make like 2000 bucks on the weekend. We'd clear all this money. You know, it was great. A little small business, have it on the side. And I wanted a BMX bike. I just was heavily like, I need to get a BMX bike. Yeah. I'm fucking 12 years old. I want a goddamn BMX bike, you know? And I, my mom, we signed a contract. And I had to work six weekends selling those things over the weekend. She, I saved my money, my allowance money, and then she matched that. And I bought a $150 uh, BMX, a Schwinn Scrambler. Oh, look where we're remember. at, Crow. The hood. Yeah, there you go. I see. Was it Dave Chappelle selling ice cream to kids? <laughs> no, th- th- this is Cabrini, man. So he's like looking for problems now, yeah. right? You got uh, Brian Wildcat Smith on a porch somewhere. Fucking Lem Slaughter out there sitting. <laughs> All the Chicago comics. T Murph <laughs> is out there. <laughs> comedian, the comedian. Look, look here. You're the ice cream man? 
Who the fuck you? Look at his gold last gun. Oh! Bruce Willis just straight up murdered a black guy. He was yeah. armed though. He had a. Not only did he have a gun, it was gold. And then, and then all, all the junkies come and get their drugs. Yeah. He was white. Ooh, look at that smooth term, man. That was a good edit. There you go, man. That's a good one. It's a good fade. There seems to have a pattern here. He's uh, Uncle Hank. Uh, called disgruntled white guy. Disgruntled white guy. It was guy funny because when they show the bag, you hear someone in the back go, "He was a white guy." Oh, he was a white guy. Uh, also, here we go. Film premieres. This is where you're getting to the meat. On in uh, on this day, or yeah, this week, whatever. I flubbed it. It's okay. This week, August seventeenth, Monty Python's Life of Brian, directed by Terry Jones, premieres. Also. And you like the life of Brian? That was oh, one yeah, of the weaker yeah. ones, right? You know, it's funny. I, 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 it's like I, a I, hipster read. It's like I, a cult. I, I, I like, obviously, I like fucking, you know, Holy Grail. Holy Grail meaning of life are better than life of Brian to me. I, I don't, I like life of Brian, but it doesn't hit It was me clearly like you watch it and you're like, this is their last one. Well, the last one was actually Meaning of Life. But meaning of Life, they, they captured again. They did a good job with Meaning of Life. But Life of Brian, I mean, that I, res- song's I, also I respect good. the fact that they actually take on religion. I mean, yeah, I mean they're that's taking what... on a big concept, you know? And, it's and like... you know what's funny now that you say that is I knew this Scientologist in high school. I was really good friends with her. We ran the Lit Mag together, yeah, wow. the literary magazine. Interesting. Okay. Uh which I had no skill in it. I just joined the literary magazine so I could be in my mom's classroom for like a part of the school. Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but she loved Life of Brian. Yeah, and, but she, and she was like into Scientology. So now that it's about religion, you could see why she it's, would like Life of Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't know, for some reason it just didn't hit me because you know I wasn't really re- raised very religious at all. You know, so I mean, there's some funny. He's scenes watching Man Cow. He's he's getting he's following the fucking crime <laughs> via man. the ice cream man. You got a white guy in a hoodie killing black people. You don't have a problem with that. This is a drug dealer. Mm. I mean, he's making it hard for the people. That you know, that there you go. Plus. He's getting the following like Grim Reaper to keep the monsters at bay. It's a slippery slope. So now everyone's just going to take the law. Is that the Al Roker Jr. Kill somebody that they think is doing something wrong. If you have any information. You're asked to call this number and contact the Chicago police. Chicago police. Chicago. You got to say Chicago. Chicago. No, that's wrong. That's like the fake one. Chicago. Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Because that's how the Chicago... I even say it. Yeah. Chicagoans think that that's like fucking fancy. Yeah. You know, you put a little fucking French (laughs) ding on it. And the back end. Chicago. From Chicago, you know, I, I think all these stores and restaurants are closing down in Chicago, you know, because of the COVID, man. Yeah, you were I saying mean, you were talking about fucking Galway Bay, Galway and Devante. Hey, look, I can, I can, uh, there was a great restaurant. In I'm going to put out a call to all 40 of our listeners. <laughs> Kick some money to Galway Bay. Hey, man, you know, they Chicago they, bar. The owner calls people a cunt. All uh, the cunt was said a good 35 times yesterday. He's legitimately roast. Irish too, huh? Oh, oh, oh he, he's from Belfast. He's from Belfast. His, yeah. his father owns a shillelagh. His father, his father was a uh, was a pallbearer for Bobby Sands. You know, I mean, he was totally connected with the IRA. You know, so so he was a bit of a you know he's a, he's a rebel. He's uh he's this, on the fringes. You know, this week 
1990, Exorcist 3 premieres. Oh, I remember that being filmed. When I, li- when I lived in, in D.C. the summer of 89, they were filming Exorcist 3 in Georgetown. Because, you know, they filmed it in Georgetown, the original Exorcist. So they were going back to the roots. Yeah. You know, and, and George C. Scott was in it. I remember that, that summer of 89. Which one's the heretic? That's well, heretic is the second one. That, that's uh, that's uh, not William Holden. It's uh, uh, who's the guy who uh, uh, was t- uh, Richard Burton. Richard Burton is in that. Three Evil as a presence. Three doesn't Evil. have. <laughs> Sorry. Three doesn't have old girl, right? Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't think Linda Blair she was in, in part two. Well, she's in two. And, and what I remember from part two is I guess it was a, just a horrible sequel. It was sequel. terrible. And, and I guess it ties into her going through puberty. It's like bringing out the devil in her or something. It's like sort of part of the theme, you know? It's just, it was odd. There were some odd ideas going on. In and the, then uh, there's Repossessed, which was the Leslie Nielsen movie. Which is a spoof of The Exorcist. Wow. And Linda Blair is in that. The repossessed. Linda Blair is in that. Yeah. She plays the a spoof exorcist who vomits. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is the priest. Yeah. And he's doing the fucking power of Christ compels, compels you. you and yeah. she throws up the pea soup. But it's like <laughs> a comical amount. Like yeah, she yeah. fills up the room. <laughs> that movie was people. You know, when that movie came out in the theater, when The Exorcist came out in the theater, people, they were literally saying. Pregnant women should not see this movie. That was part of the angle is it was going to induce labor. They oh, were going to have kids because the emotions were going to be so raw. I know people who saw that in the theater and they were puking in the theater. Like that's that's how visceral and strong The Exorcist was. Oh, look, he sees his big yeah. drug dealer watch. Yeah, well, well, that's that's the watch he stole from his uh, that they stole from his. Uh, oh, so he's pinning the he crime would on be him. Disbarred from being a doctor at this point. Well, yeah, no, he, you see, he knows they're after him, but he's framing that guy for it. Because he knows that that's the watch he had in his family, because they took it when they killed his wife. So, but that and that thug had it, so he knew that that was one of the guys, you know. So he's gonna try to frame him for it, you know. Doctor Kersey. Doctor Kersey. Doctor Kersey. He's just rooting through this gangbanger's phone. He's just trying to find things, man. Oh yeah, they he just picks the cards, just man. At stereos. He's obviously going to go into like his his family, right? He's going to see. Oh, he sees where they they live, man. He's going to take care of business, man. Yep, there you go. Joey Via Gomez read for that role, man. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Abby Sanchez. God, I, I, you know, I like Joey. And oh, Abby. Joey's great. Yeah, they're great. They're hilarious. He's so bald. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's in his sixties now. I you think. could tell, I mean, like I said earlier, he's he's shaving his hair to, to cover for how awful he probably looks. Like yeah, if he yeah. was fully formed, yeah. you'd realize, like, oh, you look bad. He, <laughs> Willis, man, I like Willis knows his his meat and potatoes. He knows where his he knows his sweet spot. You know, he knows the script. Dude, Vincent D'Onofrio is a great. I guarantee you, he's gonna end up being a double cross. What are you doing here? Yeah, he's some, like Mister. There's Sinister. gonna be a twist. Yeah, yeah. my niece. In Jurassic Park, he's the one who wants to arm all the raptors and yeah. make them yeah. fucking weapons of war. <laughs> he always ends up being he's the fucking serial killer. They go into his brain in the cell, the Jennifer Lopez movie. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. And he gets all painted up, and he's all fucking monstrous. The cell's a good fucking. Movie. Yeah, I've never seen the cell. Actually, I've heard you know. We should watch the cell on the show. Union wages, no less. Um. Uh, and yeah, who who else is he? He's fucking. Well, he was in a. Uh, I remember his first pile. He, he was in Full Metal a, Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, exactly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
He yeah. blows his brains out. Blows his brain. back. Yeah. But he ends up being a villain for like five seconds. Well, he basically he he he, uh, he switches. He flips. He's weak minded, and and that's the point of his character. You know what's funny is. Is that what this is about? I've heard he was like cock, cock diesel swole when he got that role yeah. and had to like get Frank? fat to wow. be Frank. fat because he was like the, he was like a bouncer when they hired him. Yeah, right. yeah. I wanted to maybe take you. To He's like a fucking actor. Yeah, like he'll. I've watched three hour back. podcasts of him just That's fucking right. talking about acting. Frank, <laughs> he loves it. Later, yeah, yeah. He talks. I yeah. think for two hours about getting the role of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was one of his first movies. Probably stories he tells so many you know, goddamn oh, times. Absolutely. Oh, the stories about this. Now what, he's sitting here. What with, I've been able to achieve. Now I'm sitting here and I got Kevin Pollock fucking asking me all these goddamn questions. <laughs> Zach Twister. Here we go. It's on a commercial. They've yeah. hit commercials. Fucking. How you feeling? We're at 42 minutes. Uh, I'm a little. I'm losing it a little bit. You're losing it a little yeah, bit? A little well, bit. Then now, because, now when we know we can fucking land it. Yeah. Because it, 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 this heat, it has a cumulative effect. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah. You know, it has a cumulative effect on you. When I worked out today, Jesus Christ, I was sweating my sweating balls, man. It was good though. It was a good like just, but it, I was really just sweating Ugh. it out, man. You know what I mean? Like it was good. You looked like you were about to air hump. You know, it was just right there. <laughs> Have you been watching? Uh, I, I've been watching What Hot American Summer ten years later. Uh, the, you know what I did? I don't think I finished it, but I did watch it. I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny good. enough. I, I, I but what it, I like about it is they treat it like it's ridiculous. It's not like they're coming at it like we're legitimately trying to recapture the fucking magic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, exactly. Which is part of the reason. Why, yeah, it's funny for that reason. I mean, they're all old. <laughs> I mean, there's a toxic can of food in it. I don't <laughs> they have a backstory for the can of food that fucking old boy talks to. I, I think it's funny, man. I mean, well, what on American? Some of the original is hilarious. It's a great movie. And I might put that on after we start recording. Elizabeth Banks start. is in that, man. She, yeah, Paul know, Rudd. Paul Rudd. A absolutely. young Paul Rudd, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, I was. I had a real crush on her in the nineties. Janine Garofalo. I had a real crush on her. Janine Garofalo. Yes. She Hardcore. created the airphone. She's one of the. She like brought back the airphone. Oh, being the, a comic. The, the phone mime. Yeah, man. She was. Uh, I remember seeing her like in nineteen ninety six, going up at Borders. I saw Patton Oswalt work in the indie rooms, you know. Also, and I was kind of doing it too. She man. did a fucking. Well, it was probably painful, but I heard that when she first started doing comedy, she had huge fucking cans, and she got a breast reduction because people were like, "Really, wow!" Because she like partly she, her back was probably insane, but yeah. she was like, "I don't want to be a big fat titted comedian yeah. who's like yeah. that's all people care about." Yep. Yep. Interesting. And I think that's why even to this day, she's like not, she's like Billie Eilish. She just wears flannels all the time and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her she, giant she, she fucking was a, roadmap notebook on stage. She was a hipster. She, she was an absolute hipster. No doubt. She was like hit 90s hipster yeah. without a doubt. The kind of gal that'll sit Native American style, crisscross applesauce while she does stand up. <laughs> I, I was, I mean, I was in, I mean, she was like one of like the, whoa, this is an independent voice out there and I like it and it's different. And oh, my act is going to be so unique, Keith. I'm going to change the art form. The weird ego you have. She inadvertently started the phase of comedians doing this too much in their set. Do you know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, right? I mean, this is a thing. This yeah. is something that is happening in the world. Yeah. She would have little asides like that. If I guarantee, if you clock it at a true alt show, all the con like you can 
probably cobble together yeah. a good seven minute set of people of just, just people saying of that. people just going do you know what i mean do you know yeah. what i'm saying this is a thing because that's like a thing yeah because this is like the world we live in yeah that's not even a joke that's like my yeah. life yeah that's not even a joke that's yeah. like my life yeah it's sort of i wonder what the effect what the purpose of the affect it's is. a it's a way to humorously delay to like you're you're trying to riff yeah like if you're not quick enough you can yeah. just like so that's a thing yeah. and in that time you could probably come up with a tag or like yeah. how to yeah. transition i think it's pacing a, yourself it's a, a uh it's a symptom of always going on stage with your notebook because you, yeah. you never have your set memorized she she i had a phase where i would go up with notes at times but i kind of got over that which you know it's works for her because she's funny enough to say funny stuff while she's going through yeah, her notebook exactly exactly but average alt comics will just fucking sort through their phone on stage and just like that sounded funnier when i wrote it today yeah like yeah, they'll just like yeah. they're not quick enough between looking through that's fine yeah. if you're fucking free form like yeah yeah but yeah. be funny while yeah. you're on Make your a way side to the comment joke in there yeah i have a throwaway line or something like that it's funny yeah yeah exactly David Cross had a great mock character. We'll close out on this. Yeah, yeah. Where he would fucking come out in a cowboy hat and he had a stack of magazines and he would just be like, so I was checking the time today and, and he just has this like great mock bit. Like that's a great alt bit where if you do it seamlessly enough, where like you're making fun of comedy and I feel like a lot of alternative comics try and do that shit on stage all the time. Yeah, yeah, but 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 they We're like I'm going to be bad on purpose, but it's of course. but like you that's have a, to it's you a still, phase everyone goes You through. still have to make it funny though. No, I know. It still has to be compelling. Yeah, uh, I I got a buddy who who does that. Who's an alt comic. He's an intentionally shitty comic, comic that's great. you know. like a Neil Hamburger, you know. Oh. Is this where he like, you know, takes care of business? Again? Probably. Yeah. He's in a fucking diner what? where they're showing filth on the TV. Well, what bar is that? I don't know. I, 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 that's got to be Richards some, or some shit. Yeah. It's got to be like somewhere in Humboldt Park or something, you know, <laughs> it says, sir, they got a clock that says Cerveza. So, well, yeah, we have what's. Yep. We're in Humboldt Park. Hey, listen, pal. Yeah. You know, uh, I was on my computer and you come in here. You don't come to Cicero <laughs> and talk to us. Listen. Don't you know you're on the far west side? Let me find a, a, a gift for my wife. It works for you. Yes. I mean, the bar it seems works. Mexican, but that is a Beverly kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that is a police union. Yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. A guy was a cop for a while. Now he graduated from Saint Xavier University, <laughs> like my mother. Get, yeah, you got to get out of here, okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, the, these bars are classic in Chicago. They're fucking classic. You know, I mean, it's the, ah, such a better bar culture than here. All right. Well, you want to close it out? Yeah, you want to close it? it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Hey, yeah, everyone, thank you all, obviously. You know. started out, it started out abrupt, but we fucking we brought it full circle. <laughs> I apologize. Exactly. And but I realized, that I realized I'm not going to tell him that I just didn't record because then it's we'll okay. stop. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week, guys. We didn't, we didn't, you didn't have to say it then, man. It's a good thing. You're running it. You're running the, you're running the numbers well, man. You're doing it well. So. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, bud. Subscribe. Like the video. Uh, hit us up on the social media. And we'll see you next week, guys.